Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Right now. It is the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Hicks, why do we only have the one game on? Aren't we a double game today? Yeah, it's on ESPN2. I'll come in and change that right now. Yeah, make that happen because I do think of myself as um, Soccer Central here today, World Cup Central. And I'm trying to keep an eye on the whole thing. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fezzy, how are you doing today? Better? I am better today. The back problem's all gone? Uh, still a little tender, but with those muscle relaxers, not feeling it quite as much. Oh, that's great. It's always nice to know Watley's on muscle relaxers. A little loopy. Yeah. When do we start to hear really sad stories about your childhood? They never loved me, Ron. You're fun. They didn't. Yeah, any, uh, any kind of medication or alcohol, uh, Fezzy just thinks of as truth serum or crying truth serum. Yeah, it um, yeah it elicits tears. They don't say that exactly on the uh, label, mm-hmm. but for me, that's the reaction I get. Yeah, everything that you get, any med should say, will turn you into a woman. Most- and not even a young woman, just... Uh, just a, uh, an elderly woman looking back over her life. Most people, they take these things and it should say not for recreational use and mm. don't have too much fun with this. The odd thing is the only time Fez can operate heavy machinery. I don't understand it, but I've seen him on a bunch of barbs and uh, fucking riding a, a crane around. Put me so on, it's amazing. Put me on a forklift right now. I, it's the only way I can get you out of here. Uh, unfortunately, we have to knock a wall down. If, any, if Fez ever falls and hurts himself, we've got to knock a wall down. I meant the driver's seat. Now, did um, did that shirt of yours today come with any kind of tiki idol, or this is just the? Uh, is there something I don't know about? Did you did you get a job on a cruise ship? What is this? No, this is just a fun summer shirt. Mm. This is what that's about. John's got a uh, question for you, Fez, and then of course we'll get into the. <laughs> The Ichibans, it's a big story of the day, the story everybody's talking about, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, John in South Carolina. How you doing? Hey there, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, we all know that uh, Hicks is always carrying, but uh, Fezzy, where'd you, get, where'd you get your muscle relaxers from? These were prescribed from the hospital. I went to the emergency room with my back. You went to an emergency room and said that your, your back hurt? Yes. And boy, did I get the looks. Um, do you know who goes to the emergency room for when they just have a regular thing they need to be treated for? No. Minorities. This is not something a white guy does to himself. Oh, I have a head cold. Better go to the emergency room. You are the fucking reason that some little girl gets her, her, like, arm in a thresher and can't see a doctor because there's a bunch of people in there who have hangnails. I had nowhere else to go. I called my doctor, and he never called me back. He doesn't like me either. You, uh, you don't go to the emergency room for something so uh, small. I wasn't going to get to sleep. I mean, I was in agony. I barely got myself there. This is New York City. People go to the emergency room when they're shot. That's the only reason to be there. Anything else, and you should have a doctor. Oh, that's so funny to you. That's so funny to you, Hicks. You're out. After today, Hicks is out, which I love. I'm ecstatic about that. Uh, Sean, you're on Fez. 
Hey, Ronnie, who is yeah. this uh, person you have in studio next to you? Because it's not Fez. He's got the Fez voice going on. He sounds better than he has in a long time. He, well, he's, he's also crazy. showing off in front of crazy Franny Nixon. So this is the thing about Watley. What he doesn't get is people are listening every day. That never occurs to him. So if no one's here looking at him, he's all like, I don't know. I'm not happy about myself. And then if there's just one person who... Uh, stops by that he knows, he leaps into character. And that's why he said, Fez, you belong in theater, not radio. You need to look out past those footlights at a bunch of eyeballs. You, Why don't you get that on a day nobody is sitting here? Um, I didn't even know Crazy Franny was here. Is she here today? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Um, here's... Uh, all right, it's Rob in Toronto, which is always annoying for you, Fez. No, no, I'm going to be very nice to Fez. I just, uh, you know, the Obama uh, administration signed that new health care plan in effect. Uh, they're taking $600 billion with a B out of Medicare. And we now know why health care rates are going as high as they are, because people like Fez go to the emergency room. You, you have had, Fezzy, two heart attacks, right? Yes. How do you not have a fucking doctor? How, does the world, how do you not say to yourself, here's one of the things that I need? I have a doctor, and a doctor wouldn't call me back. I have a bad doctor. I have a doctor who really doesn't care. Mm. Um, Jamie, you're on my Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, I've got a Nietzsche band for you. What do you got? That little gymnastics girl who has suddenly turned into a beautiful woman uh, was on Good Morning America talking about that stalker. And the cops in Alabama uh, pulled him over, found out what he was doing, and still let him go. Uh, I don't even, I'm not even familiar with this story. Are you at office? I have never heard of this one. This is going to shock you, Jamie. I don't get up and watch Good Morning America. Give it to me from the beginning. What happened? Well, basically, do you recall this uh, gymnastics girl? I think her last name, her name is Johnson. She's America's sweetheart. She wins gold in the Olympics. Okay, now I remember her. Now, uh, some crazy redneck motherfucker from uh, down south. That's redundant. Decided, decided he was going to drive to California. Mm -hmm. he, had, uh, he had weapons in his car, and he got pulled over in Alabama on the way. Mm-hmm. Cops ask him what he's doing. He's saying, he said to the cop, this may sound uh, crazy, but I really think that this relationship's going to work. The fucking cops sent him on his way. He ends up getting arrested when he confronts her at, uh, I believe, the Dancing in the Stars studio. All right, yeah, I think I do remember um, a little bit about that. But see, here's the, here's the gimmick. You got to let the Alabama cops off on this a little bit because they were drunk. So it's a really difficult. They're the only cops in America that are allowed to have cocktails. Because uh, I, I, I got I got pulled over in Alabama one time, and you know what the cop said to me? What? Roll Tide. And it's a very fucking strange thing when you're down south that if you're driving and you get pulled over and you're not drinking, they're very suspicious. They're like, what are you up to? What the hell's going on here? So you really need what they call a traveler down there, a, a red cup uh, filled with some kind of Alabama jungle juice. Yeah, road soda, they like to call it. Thank you, crazy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um,
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jim, in Mexico City, how are you? Hey, guys. Yeah. Mexico City is on lockdown, hoping that we can come back from a 0-1 to one score in the second half to put us through our group stage. Helicopters are flying. Times Square is shut down with riot police waiting for a fiesta. What are you doing living in Mexico City, man? I was a tour guide for a lot of years, and I drove a bus from all over Central America and all over that. Now I teach English. It's and that's where it really broke nice. down. Say again? And that's where the tour bus broke down? Yeah, I stayed, I stayed right here. It was comfortable. I found a nice girl, and I thought I'd stay. Right. You ever go to any of the, the soccer events and yell Obama at the USA guys? No, I try to stay away from those. Those are big crowds, and I'm just a little guy. Soccer has made me despise the people of Mexico because here's the two things they do. They chant Obama at the USA team, and then they uh, piss and puke into cups and throw it at our guys. And I don't even – I mean, I understand that fans get carried away, but I don't understand why, you know, you're sitting there and you see the guy next to you pissing and puking into a cup. Somebody doesn't say, come on, man. You, you can't fucking do that. You can't throw that cup now. It's too far. It's too, yeah, it's too, too much. much. It's too much at this point. You don't need to do that. Sure, you want to root your team on to victory, but piss and puke in a cup? Mm. It's not right. Not right at all. It's horrible. Um, Terrible people. Well, they're little, and, they're, and I think they come from the uh, Incans or Mayans. Who else is down there? Aztecs. They're Aztecs. Yeah. That's what they are. I, there was fucking three to go, and I went all around it. Uh, anything, anything that was the right answer, I, stu I stood away from. And as soon as I, anything wrong, I just embraced and hugged. I think all they need to do is tie to move on, too. I'm very happy that they're uh, losing right now because I love Uruguay. Even though if I had to find it on a map, I wouldn't. I would probably just write Mayans across all of uh, South America. And then just at one part of, like, Brazil and Argentina, I'd make, like, a little Nazi sign. What is that called, Fez? Uh, the swastika. Uh, you're thinking of pot stickers. Um, it is the Ron and Fez show. It's a I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess weekday mm -hmm. uh, since we're in here. And I saw Rosie's in the building today, and she's got a, a, a musical guest, right, Fez? Yeah, Macy Gray. Macy Gray, who uh, we had on the show before, uh, but didn't bring her whole band. Right. So but if Rosie's here, I'll bring the whole band. Now well, it's an pe orchestra. People don't remember this, but Rosie broke her when she had her daytime show. I didn't remember that. Yeah. And I remember when her second album came out, Rosie had already had it for like a year. They were just sending, like they would finish a track and send it to Rosie. So I noticed that... Uh, That's the... how I want bands to be with me. I want to, uh, we just finished something, I'm shipping it over to your house. So the whole orchestra is here. They're sleeping basically in the lobby. I haven't seen Macy yet. I like the fact that you call them an orchestra because it is 1945. And Glenn Miller is so happy to be on Sirius. How out of touch are you right now? And are you wearing that shirt as a way of saying to the Aztecs, I'm with you. I got you. I am not, no, no, no loyalty to the Aztecs whatsoever. Mm. Fez will occasionally also piss and puke into a cup, and then he'll say this, why did I let him come in me? And I think that proves there's still an occasional AIDS joke you can get away with. It's a horrible disease. We all recognize that. But without laughter, what do we have? Sadness.
Really? I just thought it would be nice and quiet. I'm not a big fan of laughter. It hurts. Um, did you watch any of the uh, Larry King thing last night? No, I, I missed the whole uh, telethon. Uh, I saw a little clip of it today in Justin Bieber. Um, this is the first time ever there was a telethon for a body of water. Uh, it's never happened before in history. And for some reason, Larry King thought, I can help the golf. It was too late for the Dead Sea. I don't know what he's... Is he raising money? I guess so. I don't know whether he's raising... Yeah, he's raising money and, more importantly, awareness. Yeah, well, I'm fucking slightly aware, Larry. I don't know how to tell you this because your glasses are big, but I get it. I get that it's an awful thing down there. Is this uh, Justin singing along? It's the Beeb. It's the Beeb? I didn't know the kids called him the Beeb. I don't know. I guess 26-year-old guys do. I don't know. All right. Hicks keeps... You're 26? I guess, yeah. All right, then your career's going awful. I thought you were much younger. At 26, you should be really doing better. Um, let's go over here to Dave. Dave, you're on the run of the show. Uh, yeah, we just had the Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament down here in North Carolina. I was reading about that in the paper this morning. Yeah, the winning no, I'm bullshitting boat, you. I wouldn't. Uh, brought <laughs> just... in an 890-pound marlin on the first day. Uh-huh. But uh, just... Yesterday, they were stripped of their prize money, which was about $900,000, because one guy on the boat didn't have a $30 fishing license. Well, you got to play the game, my friend. All right, and without rules, what do we have? License. We have fishing anarchy. You don't want that, do you? You have to take a lie detector after the, the tournament's over, and they found out this guy was lying about having a fishing license, and so they dug into it and found out he didn't have one. Uh, let me tell you something. If there was $900,000 on the line and I caught a marlin, I'd immediately start putting sandwiches in his mouth. I'd shove a hoagie down his mouth and add a couple pounds. But Dave, that's a yeah, crazy I story. I don't know how that guy could be around those people anymore. I mean, I would just have to leave town. Yeah, because, you know, could you imagine if that happened to you, Fez? You don't have the, the license and all your uh, friends every time they get in the car with you? You got your fucking license this time, though, don't you, Watley? Go sure. ahead, start the car. Yeah. Now you got your license, don't you? Yes, I remembered. You're making that fucking 900 up to me. I don't know how, mm -hmm. but you're getting me $900,000. Yeah. I thought I had sent in the, uh, the fee. Never cost your friends money. They will never forgive you. Anything else they can put up with. Anything in the world. But you can't cost them money. I would probably try just... Uh, Hooking a line on a stuffed marlin, one that's taken off of someone's wall. See if you can get by on that. Good, good job with the lie detector. That lie detector is ready at all times. Why aren't other sports using lie detectors? Whatever. We think the Super Bowl is over. Now let's go through the lie detectors and see how everyone does. Where are you holding on that last play? <laughs> does the sweat coming down? No. <laughs> No. And by holding in the NFL, we mean cocaine. I'm still looking for a, a, a chance to slip in another age joke and make people realize, yes, it can be done. Come on, it's not 85. We've got this thing under control. Magic Johnson is walking around with it. It's fine. Magic is the only person who ever got HIV and gained weight. Have you noticed that? Oh, he's the, heavy. Yeah. And all in his head. He has a, a, just a gigantic... Easter Island head now. And he's got those uh, Magic Johnson uh, movie uh, places. Right. 
You could show fucking six different movies on his head if you wanted to. Have the kids come in, watch Toy Story 3, and they're just looking at Magic's head. Now, uh, Toy Story 3 is in the news, Fez, and I didn't see it. But uh, guys on my street say, you got to see Toy Story. You'll cry. And I go, I, I'm not going to pay money to sit there with fucking stupid glasses on, 3D glasses, and start crying over something that happened to a cartoon toys. But they say that Toy Story 3 has completely uh, ripped off the story of the Holocaust. And the whole thing is the Holocaust. And the toys are the Jews, and they're being taken off into these camps to be destroyed. And they even had them, like, leaving one of these boxes, and there's, like, these slats, just like those were those trains that the Jews were on. And you just see these, like, little toy eyes looking through. And then I have grown men on, on my street going like this. you got to see it. You'll cry like a baby. I go, I don't, I'm not paying money to cry. <clears throat> I'm not going to do it. I don't want to see fucking Holocaust toys. It's too much for me. There may be something to that. Woody the Cowboy has like a... Uh, well, of course there's something to it. I wouldn't have just made this up. Has uh, Like the Magic Johnson story of people uh, throwing movies. Fez, say has a. Has a. No, okay, keep going. Has the uh, written thing on his on the bottom of his boot, like it's a Jewish the, the, encampment, you know, tattoo. There's the word you were looking for, not written thing, but tattoo. Yeah. Um, my friend got this written thing on his arm. So fucking awesome. We're going out to the uh, written thing parlor later. You got to come with us. I'm getting a motorcycle with wings. Um, Mark, Georgia, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, since you're telling age jokes, I think Fez should get another chance to try to make rape funny. All right, let's see if he can do it. Uh, rape joke. Um, I can tell my old rape joke. No. Make a new one. Oh, I don't have a new one. Well, of course, no one's going to be writing rape jokes at their house. Hey, if you're doing a gig, I got a couple of rape jokes for you. $35 a piece. Just standing outside of the fucking comedy salon. Anybody want to buy a rape joke? It's fucking... It's gold, Jerry. Gold! Nothing funny in rape is coming to mind. All right, there you go. That's why you're professional. Uh, Paul, in New Jersey. Hey, guys, I want to say uh, my show, my favorite show was Fantasy Island, and the best guy on that show was a little midget named uh, Written Thing. Written thing was on Fantasy Island. Remember him? He was the guy who yelled out, "The flying car!" <laughs> See what I'm doing now, Fez? Yes. I'm making all, all the whole English language seem like it's brand new. That was tattoo on Fantasy Island. Now you remember the word that wasn't coming to me earlier. You got any more muscle relaxers? Uh, no, I don't. Why not? I didn't bring any with me. How many you got at home? I have like two. All right, let's shut the show down. Let's head on over there. We eat some muscle relaxers and we watch fucking soccer all day. Who's to stop us? No Later, one. <laughs> no one. Look who's in. Look who suddenly wants to be part of this. Always. You know that uh, picture, that painting of you that was done? Yeah. Could you ask Pixie to write on the uh, on the bottom of it, I have a problem, just so it makes sure. perfect sense? I got a label maker and put them on myself. Um, why don't you do this? Get a word thing on your arm. Get a really cool word thing. Cool. Has those uh, word things on his boot. 
I was going to say sentence. That's where I was going with that. I couldn't remember what the word was. Well, Thunderbird. That's what we used to say. What a price? Fitty twice. Who drinks the most? Us color folks. And then we'd leave it at that. And then we go like this. Cop. Uh, we're like this. We're just standing around Locust Hill School. We're not bothering anybody. Um, why don't you do this, Fez? Take a little time. Mm-hmm. Write your rape joke. Okay. And make it the funny. Like, I want it to be so funny that rape victims are actually just, like, wiping tears out of their eyes, going like this. God, he reframed this whole thing for me. It was funny. I mean, not the first two, but by, the, like, the last three or four guys, I started laughing. See, it's one thing to, to do a, uh, a rape joke. I mean, I think anyone can make that funny. But a gang rape joke, that's where you need to be a professional funny man. Uh, Brian, Massachusetts, you're a man Fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Um, I was just wondering if Fez was going to be available to do a little traveling this weekend. Uh, Sunday in Chicago, they're having some kind of uh, astronaut parade. Oh. Uh, the, Cubs, the Cubs are going to have a float, and the Blackhawks are sending the Stanley Cup. Uh, well, there's a pride uh, parade here in the city, right? But after yesterday uh, and the problems you have, uh, you don't know if you want to be part of it. Right. Well, uh, you know, I thought I wanted to be part of it, Ron. Mm-hmm. They don't want me to be a part of them. Mm. That's what I found out yesterday. Uh, who was the guy yesterday that you wanted to be friends with and he blew you off? Bruce Valanche. Uh, Bruce Valanche was... He wasn't mean to you, but he was dismissive. Right, very dismissive. And he was uh, very nice to Frank from Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, we came up the elevator today with Frank, and one of the ladies says, I'm uh, 29 years old, and Frank goes like this, That math works for me! And we all had a really fun Alq joke about it. And then I was laughing because I'm like, this would kill Fez, because he sees some people are completely comfortable with themselves. Yeah, with uh, and I get things built up in my head, and I had a very nice big fantasy working in my head where you I you get was banged by Bruce Valanche, not banged by Bruce Valanche, but I meet Bruce Bruce Valanche, we hang out, I get, you know, accepted, I get to, you know, be mentored, where it was going to be a good thing. You're too old to be mentored. That maybe this is my way into a community uh-huh. that I want to be a part of, and then, yeah. Like you said, dismissed. Mm. Dismissed. Well, I wasn't there. I'm only taking your, uh, uh, you know, your version of this. Where I, for some reason, I'm not good enough or not smart enough or... Doggone it, people like me. Good looking enough. You realize enough. you're stealing fucking uh, his joke? I'm just trying to figure out That's what... That's Al Franken's fucking bit. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And doggone it, people don't like me. Yeah, just trying to figure out what it was that keeps the wall up there. Mm. Where I'm instantly just sent upon my way. So you really think it's that bad? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I see the looks I get from people when I try to approach. And there's something going on that I still haven't figured out where none of these dreams can come true. Oh, God. Now, in the meantime, I just want to explain to people, these same guys will blow each other in a fucking rest area. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like acceptance is a big deal in the community. Dirty Strangers. All right, Dirty Strangers is perfect, which could be the name of our new album or our band.
or we could be one of those bands who actually has the album named after it and then our hit song. Uh, but you feel like they're not accepting you at all. There's no acceptance. No, none. None whatsoever. I see how it's like when I even approach, mm -hmm. I get a look like, oh my gosh, it's like, yeah, a, a possum has run in our house. Wow. I well, never heard of I guess you grew up in Florida because that reference doesn't work for anyone else. You know what it's like. It's like when a possum runs in your house. Some sort of vermin has intruded. You know what it was like with you growing up? You know what it was like when a possum ran in your house? Tuesday. That's how fucking often it happened. Well, it didn't help that my mother named them and fed them cat food. Well, they might have been cats then, Fez. You can't call every atom, animal a possum. Um, so you just feel like you will not be accepted anywhere. You're not accepted in any world. No, no. I, I went and put myself so far off by myself that I can't get into any sort of civilization again. Mm. What about the Aztecs? See what I'm doing there? I'm doing callbacks. Mm-hmm. They're long gone. Are they? Or are they just fucking and hiding? And I'm sure if I had approached the Aztecs, it would be, no, we're sun people. You're not really included I, here. You know, there's, um, I think there is a community that you could be uh, accepted in. What's that? Creeps. Just fucking outsidey, creepy type fucking people going around doing creepy things. Maybe it's the, maybe you're not accepted because when a lot of those people are standing together, you just come up like this, <laughs> making your fucking creepy noises, just weirding everyone out. And I noticed this. I don't want to be a creep. I don't know what's going on with you physically right now, but every time I notice you take a step, some kind of liquid is coming out of your shoes. That's fucking creepy. I'm a moist person. Well, that's going to fucking be a turnoff to people in any community. But I've seen it. I get the look up and down mm. when I start to approach. What do they do? They just go, oh, no. Seriously? Yes. Do you, th this is a swear to God. I swear to you I have seen this. Where it's like, oh, my gosh, does he really think he has the nerve. Do they say that or do they just think it? That's what they're projecting <laughs> towards me I for see. me to interpret. That's right. their body language. So anywhere you go, you're just not fucking comfortable with it at all? No. Nope. And my uncomfortability just, I don't know whether it comes across and that's why I'm getting the look or it's just, oh no, sorry. Everyone that's in the club is in the club now and there's no room for anyone else. I'm telling you, guys get off the fucking bus here. And they're getting it in the ass fucking 15 minutes after it happens. On the bus, actually. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. See, I don't take the bus. I'm doing very well. I don't have to take the bus. <laughs> Hicks, on the other hand, is a strap hanger. And he's just like, ugh, I hate riding these buses. Those sounds coming out of that shitty bathroom. Literally. Literally, it's a shitty bathroom. Uh, give Fez an update in his ear. Would you please, Hicks? Thank you. Um... All right, so Fez doesn't fit in anywhere. Nowhere. I don't know what to do for you. I don't know what to do for you. Yeah, I can't even get close. It's not like I got it got in, and it's like then we decided, oh, you're not right for us. I don't even get to sit down at dinner. Uh, have you uh, tried foot powder? Something to fucking dry the dogs.
something to dry the dogs. Um, here's uh, Jameson. You're on the Fez. I think Fezzy needs to do what all fat girls need to do and just start putting out a little bit. Uh, I think they think he might be a little bit arrogant. Start putting out, Fezzy. You'll, you'll be right in that community. All right. I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, you are a little arrogant, Fez. And that's got to be uh, straightened out. That's got to be taken care of. All right. Eggs, you got a surprise guest for me? Yes, I do. Yeah. It's Miss Cindy Lauper. Miss Cindy Lauper is stopping in here. And under what occasion? She has a new album out called Memphis Blues. Oh, yes. Memphis Blues. Uh, she did this in Memphis, and it's a blues album. So um, the, the single is early in the morning, and uh, she's, she's, she's ready to come inside. All right. Let's bring her in.
That's the uh, new album, Memphis Blues, with uh, Cindy Lauper. Early in the morning is the uh, first single. That sounds exactly like you're walking through Memphis. That's the exact sound that you will hear in Memphis. You, you recorded the album there, Cindy? Oh, yes. Um, mm. I went to Memphis, and um, I worked with, uh, like, um, the Bow Keys, which mm -hmm. are um, uh, Lester Snell... Leroy Hodges, Howard Grimes, and um, Skip Pitts, mm -hmm. and um, those uh, those wonderful guitar sounds. Besides the rhythm, would be BB King and uh, Alan Toussaint is on uh, piano. Alan Toussaint did a lot of this album with you. Was he? He did three cuts. Three with cuts him. with you, and of course BB King, um, and those sounds are our American sounds out of all the music that we have i mean that's probably oh, our yeah. original music yeah the, everything's derivative of uh 145 the blues mm -hmm. yeah. and of course that city is still one of the real uh, to me it's one of the real genuine places still oh, in america where you you feel you know you feel connected to that city it's not just um it's a real music place yeah. you go there and people love their food mm -hmm. and they love their music and they celebrate both. And if you go, like, even if the fish fry place, you know, you sure. sit in there. You know, the one with all the fishes on the wall and everybody's yeah. got their own fish, you know, yeah. singing fish. Yeah. And um, they're playing music. And, you know, no matter where you go, there's always music playing. Yeah. And you never feel like nails on a blackboard. You never feel like you want to kill yourself from it, you know, because you can't take the music. Yeah. But the music everywhere, they love their music. They have great taste in music. Sure, they And it's um, that spirit, that wonderful spirit, is somehow kept alive by people who have great respect and reverence for their music. And it's, um, I guess, that spirit is still left over from all the people who came from Mississippi up to Memphis to get a gig or a, a record deal mm -hmm. and then get on that Highway 61 back up to Chicago. And that spirit is what I tried to capture on the CD by having the people who played on it be the people from Memphis. And I had, you know, I had special guests like Alan's from um, New no, Orleans, but that's not far. Yeah. And um, Johnny Lang, he's just a bluser from the time he was like 13 years old. But Ann Peebles, now she's from Memphis. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that she's necessarily a blues singer, but she's a great singer from Memphis. It's from the same tradition. And I chose, um, let's see, uh, Charlie Musselwhite came in and played. Now, mm -hmm. Charlie, Charlie's one of the great blues harpists around. Yeah. I, I just think he is awesome. And I got to work with him but the fact that bb king played on it was yeah that to me was yeah when i was in college i met him he came to my college and he played and i shook his hand and i was so scared because you know in your 20s you're so scared i couldn't even look in his yeah. eyes and when i think now of where i was that day and that could i ever have imagined that he would have played on that would have been it for you. That would have been... I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine myself. I thought I was going to be a painter. I didn't even know how I was going to live. I was mm -hmm. like a 
as believe it or not, shy as a church mouse. Somewhere yeah. deep down inside, I am shy. But <laughs> at that time, I really was. And B.B. Uh, King, he just gives off this aura about him. Uh, I had the chance to meet him a couple years ago down in D.C. At, at the XM building, just accidentally in the hall, and somebody just took a picture and it looked like I looked like a little kid looking at Santa Claus I was just so happy to be standing there and he was just the sweetest kindest guy yeah greatest guy wonderful musician yeah and even when he's almost like sitting still he seems like music it seems like there's something (laughs) coming out of his pores well maybe there is yeah uh, and that's what I, I love about Memphis, too, because you brought it up, and you can kind of still feel it in the river. That river mm-hmm. still is, I think, the reason why New Orleans is connected musically to Chicago. It just went up and down that river and stopped in Memphis. And, uh, you know, Sun Records is there and all that stuff. Stacks. Stacks is there Stax as well, is yeah. there and the old satellite records. Yeah. Now that. You know, that's awesome. A Sun Records I had gone to see before, and I had gone to Elvis's house. And, mm-hmm. You know, this was a whole... And I went to uh, Al's church, Al Green's Al church. Al Green's church, yeah. yeah. And he, is he still doing? Is mm-hmm. he still... Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a ways out, and you have to... Yeah. You know. They do that thing where the tourists normally sit up top and the, and the regular people are there for church, and then they let other people... I don't know. what yeah. I didn't sit in the tourist place, yeah. but that was in 1990 yeah. I went, and I sat, and I got to say, I sat in the back because I was in somebody's church, you know. Right. And I tell you, I was going to get up and testify myself. <laughs> I didn't even know what. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's the thing down there that's very religious. They have the church, but then at night it gets a little shakier and everybody's doing stuff, I think, that you have to go to church for on Sunday. You know, there's, you think? Oh, yeah, my God. There's okay. that connection between the, the nighttime and the daytime. It's two different ways to, to be. It's really... <laughs> <laughs> you were really involved uh, having yeah. a good time down there. Yeah. yeah, a little more than I should have even I, said. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just kept wrestling with the, should I eat the barbecue again? Yeah. Don't have the chicken. Take the skin <laughs> off the chicken. I can't take the skin off the chicken. It's good with its skin, you know. It's like, oh, and every day, you know. I walked around town, though. I walked around town with my little flip. I looked at everything. The buildings are very odd there. They keep the facade of the place. Mm-hmm. And then they just build a whole new building behind it. Right. So it's very odd. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it's a little odd. That part of it was really like, and I asked Charlie about. It. He says, "Yeah, that's what they do here." Yeah, yeah. A lot of times you'll you'll kind of walk down an alley there, and it's like you're back in time. Like you just went to a whole different time. When you're looking at an, an album like this, or even like the one when you did at last, when you were covering those kind of songs, how how do you know which songs to finally end up with when you're looking at? All the blues. Which ones do you know? This well, is mine to connect I with. I worked with a guy, uh, Michael Lago, who, you know, signed Metallica. I mm-hmm. think if anyone knew, he does know. He actually was a blues. Mm-hmm. He loved blues. And uh, so I went through all my lists with him. And, oh, we had so many songs. But in the end, when I got there and I heard the musicians, I started to pick and choose different mm-hmm. things. And realized, well, you got to do this. I mean, so a lot of the suggestions that Michael had, you know, for different people like Johnny Lang, mm-hmm. who was just uh, is just awesome. He's uh, 
he's an awesome kid, very talented, wouldn't know. You know, that's the thing about blues. We were taught it. We learned it. That's our music comes mm -hmm. from it. Um, everything I ever sang comes from this. And you listen to a kid like Johnny, and you just never expect him to look like that. Right. But he looks totally different. <laughs> he's, he's milk white, and he, you know, he's a young kid. Yeah. He's still young. He's 29. But um, he, I think that music transcends a lot. It transcends your body and your color sure. and your, you know. But this did come from the African-American people of our country that raised us on this stuff, you know. And it was really like the first, like you brought up, is the first integration because if people could play and people people could sing, they were welcome. And it didn't matter anything else that was happening. As long as those people could play, uh, yeah. they were always welcome. And I guess yeah. that happened with jazz as well. Yeah. Uh, are you going to tour this album? Or are you going yes, to? Yes, I'm on tour. I'm so sorry. I started just talking about music. Um, <laughs> I am on tour. I'm today going to JNR Music. I'll be there in a little bit, signing and. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to start the tour in New Jersey on Friday, and Saturday I drive to um, Boston. Sunday I come back to Inglewood, uh, New Jersey. Uh, well, so it's a beautiful album. The first. Charlie Musselwhite will be with us on tour on and off when he's not. Jerry Portnoy is. Steve Potts is on drums. Archie. Archie Turner, Archie Hubby Turner is on keyboards, which is an honor. And um, and we have Mike uh, Tolls on guitar, and he's going to switch up with Skip Pitts, you know, from Memphis. So it's kind of, it'll be awesome. And I go all summer long for further information. For further information, <laughs> look up CindyLopper.com, and it has the tour dates, and you'll see everything you want to know. Memphis Blues is the album. Try to get out and see uh, Cindy, of course, J&R. She's doing a signing in the downtown store in New York City. And, America, this is your music, so you got to make sure you get out. No, and... America is singing the blues right now. Yeah. And the good thing about blues is... I. Until I really started researching for the last eight years, I would have not realized how uplifting it yeah. is. And the best part of the blues is it's uplifting. Yeah. And these songs that I chose were because they are timeless stories that seem very much alive today in the world, but they're uplifting. Cindy Lauper, thanks so much for stopping by, and happy birthday. Hey, it's happy. my birthday. That's right. I've been up since four. Wait. Oh, so have you. That's yes. right. Okay. Memphis Blues.
Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez Show. Sirius 197, XM202. Virus.
There it is. Put a little spell on you. All right, it's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, should have, uh, Fezzy, we should have had you talk to Cindy Lauper about meeting the community. Oh, yeah, huge with the community. Icon in the community. And what can I and then, do? And then you're not. Yeah. And then you're not liked. Oh, I'm nothing. I was going to say that, but I, I think it's better uh, than you did. Uh, here's some great news for everybody. We have a start date for the new Eastbound and Down. Uh, Sunday, September 26th. So I actually, I'm saying this from this point on. Uh, let's get going. Let's get this summer over with so we can sit back and enjoy the eastbound and down. Uh, apparently, he leaves the States and he's playing ball in Mexico. And I don't know if there, has there ever been a TV show where you just go, um, all right, a whole new place, whole new cast, when it was successful. I know I can't, sometimes when something's failing, they make drastic moves. But very rarely when it's successful. I remember uh, Laverne and Shirley, their last season, moved to Hollywood. Or like they like to say, moved into a desperation. Let's try to cash checks for one more year. Fortunately for them, Lenny and Squeaky decided to go to California, too. It all worked out. So did, uh, what was Rags the Rich's name? Oh, uh... Carmine Ragusa. Yep, the big Ragu. Even their parents and, uh, I think... I think Potsy visited. I can't remember. Because remember, Potsy stayed far too long. So it was like children and Potsy, the elderly man, singing to them. Um, so that's good news. And then we've heard a rumor that Curb is going to do their next season out of New York. But that's still unofficial. Uh, just Susie Espen talking her shit. Where I'm sure she got a few calls. What's not official about what Susie says? What's the well, big deal? she's not the official spokesperson, or in this case, uh, spokesmodel. Uh, um, I'm trying to think if anyone else has ever done that drastic change in their TV show. I don't know if I can think of too many. I know Ellen, when she had her sitcom, yeah. wiped out the cast. But that was problems. Yeah, that was problems, and then put the whole thing in Ellen's bookstore. Well, where were they before that? It was mainly her uh, her apartment is mm. where everyone hung out, but then it was all new friends. There wasn't a single friend that was the same. I don't think so. I think it was. I think everybody was someone new. It was almost like what they used to do with Saturday Night Live. Now they kind of stagger the Saturday Night Live contracts, but uh, I think it was 1980 fired everybody whole new cast and the new cast it was like it was like actually uh seeing a cover band or something you know because the new cast came in and went like i'm on saturday night live motherfuckers and everybody's like you're not saturday night live stop saying you are call yourself something else people were really mad at that cast and i believe only eddie murphy and joe piscopo made it through then they tried a couple more and i think uh dennis miller out of one cast, only Dennis Miller and the Lion Guy came back. Oh, okay, yeah. Remember when they did that? They did the last of the season where they acted like the cast was on fire and who was going to make it out. And Lauren came out and took Dennis Miller. And what's the Lion Guy's name? Uh, John Lovitz. That can't be it. It's got to be something. Oh, uh, Lionel Wagner. Uh, he took them to safety. 
and let the rest of the cast burn. Maybe Curb will go to their Hollywood people. No, you're not going with Larry. Larry is going to New York by himself. You think they'll do that to him? No, they're all going to somehow uh, end up there. Uh, Dan, in Florida, you're on the Run of Fest show. Uh, Say by the Bell, when it was known as Good Morning Miss Bliss on Disney Channel, started in Indiana, and then uh, NBC bought the rights to the show and moved the show and some of the characters to California. Uh, and then they, they kept on being Saved by a Bell? Yeah, that's when they started Saved by the Bell, after they left Disney. See, I wasn't uh, aware of the pre-Saved by the Bell show fest. No, I remember Miss Bliss being on the early episodes, but I didn't know it was the Miss Bliss show beforehand. Um, this is When we're talking about Curb, this is something that Larry David had to say. I have to edit my show every day for six hours. I'm in there with me talking. It's brutal, to tell you the truth. I look horrible. I can't even believe that people would watch me. It's grotesque. I can't even laugh at it. It's all too horrifying. You believe him, Fez? I absolutely believe him, and I, I sympathize with him. You don't like to listen to yourself? You don't like to listen to your... Uh, shows don't like to listen to myself back don't like to see any photo or picture of myself really absolutely i feel the same way that it's a, some grotesque creature like they've captured a bigfoot but isn't it funny how everyone else looks normal and then suddenly you don't oh everyone else looks great yeah i, I mean beyond normal everyone else looks fantastic well have you ever noticed this like if you have like a family picture or something it's like a big party picture and then they'll take the picture, and everybody go, oh, that's great. And then one person's like, I hate this picture. And you're what? oh, just you. You only see yourself. Forget the fact that your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, who aren't going to be here for forever, this is a good picture for them. You're 27, and you want to retake the picture because one of your eyes is kind of closed. Get over yourself. It's on my good side, though. Like, if we had some picture and it was just a bad picture of Fez, that we would go, he does look like this. Not the way we see him every day. He looks like he has sleepy, crazy eyes. Well, when I went back to watch the beard porn video, I, I, I beard porn was secondary in my mind. The fact that I was having beard porn with Eastside Dave, uh -huh. it was just, oh my gosh, you're a mess. You do not even belong on camera. Really? The vitiligo, the beard, everything just looked awful. Uh, the vitiligo, you kind of fixed something, because yesterday one side of your, your mustache was a lot browner, or a couple days ago. Did oh, really? You, did you fix something? No, I think I, I did a trim. Maybe mm, that was that, it. That might have been it. Yeah. But I always like it when, because you have kind of a white beard, and then there's certain spots that you get a little dark. And it just looks like, oh, Watley's been snorting cake mix again. Um, Tony, Nebraska, you're on my face. Hey, um, uh, you're talking about biggest sitcom changes? Yeah. Um, uh, both Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Family Matters, actually, towards the end, they kind of uh, just switched out the mom character, new actress, completely. Well, that does happen. You can't get around that because somebody's contract runs out. But the fact of to wipe out uh, the whole team, particularly when you have a year like Eastbound and Down. Now, normally I'd be like, why are you doing this? I think it's a perfect idea. Number one, you don't want anybody getting too used to that character where they start to say, 
you know, you need to grow. Because that's what happens to characters. They get around people, they hurt feelings, so they start to grow, and then they stop being fun. You need him to meet new people and fucking abuse them. Have them uh, believe his, uh, all of his lies. Bill in New Jersey, you're on Earth Fez. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, the Hogan family with uh, Sandy Duncan started Hulk out. Hulk Hogan, the daughter, the son. They did an interesting thing. After Valerie Harper left that show, they killed her off in a car wreck, so she wasn't coming back. No, she started in Valerie Harper BTA. I think that was a different uh, Valerie Harper, or a different Harper Valley. Go ahead. Um, so then when Sandy Duncan came in and took her place, they did another tragic story where they, took bur- her place. Took, where they burned the house down. So that I don't they, remember any of this. So they had so when uh, Sandy Duncan came in, they had a brand new house to live in. It wasn't the Valerie Harper house. So the first uh, one was called what? Valerie. And that's the one where Tom Cruise had the eye patch. That's Valkyrie. Still, it's fucking great. What happened to his eye? It was a Nazi TV show. Um, let's go over here to uh, Steve Long. That's Hogan's Heroes, which was the Hogan's family heroes. Uh, Steve, you're on my face. Hey, guys. Yeah. That show, Till Death on Fox, they completely revamped the show. They took the guy from that played Shitbrick off uh, the American Pie series. He was on there originally, the first, the first and second season. They pulled him off. He was a principal, and they've changed everything. They've made it a standard sitcom. It, it had some potential. All right. Um... They will occasionally... Now, didn't Facts of Life make some kind of crazy move, too, where they all kind of grew up and went to college together or something? Yeah, they ended up staying together. So that show, instead of being in the girls' school, uh-huh. once they graduated and went to college, they opened up a gourmet shop, Edna's Edibles. So they, were they in college still? They were in college, but everything took place in the gourmet uh, gift shop. And that was an NBC show, right? That was NBC. Because I remember the NBC kind of, like, watch our shows... Where they said this, they're in college, they've opened a gourmet shop, and they're fuckable. And I remember watching that, I'm going, how can they say this on TV? How can they just sit down and tell us that these girls are now fuckable? Oh, NBC. They're being honest. And then they went with Natalie as the one losing her virginity. I don't remember which one was Natalie. Natalie was the biggest of them. Mm, That's still... That's that's a tough call because they were a pretty big group all the way around. Who did she lose her virginity to? I think it was her boyfriend Snake. Mm. You know a lot about TV. You again, what, again, didn't fit in much. You know what you don't know about though? What's that? Outside, uh, TV. You're very good in. Leave that room. Everything gets very bad. I know. Outside uh, sometimes gets hot, sometimes it's cold, and other times there's a wetness to it. You know who I would have thought would have been the first to lose their virginity on that show? Who? Mrs. Garrett. I mean, what was she waiting for? Get out there, baby. Share your money, maker. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Randy, Minnesota, you're on my fez. Yeah, I'd have to say the worst character change ever would have been uh, Dukes of Hazard when they replaced Bo and Lou. Oh, they they brought in a couple of cousins. Yeah, Coyne Vance. How do you remember their names? Again, not a lot of outside time. You have a, an unbelievable memory, right? Yeah. So what happened to you yesterday? Yesterday was just. What happened to 
the thing it was supposed to remember yesterday? I don't remember what I was. What was yesterday? Yesterday was Monday. In the history of the Ron and Fez show, though, what was yesterday? Um, Very major event uh, took place on that date in the history of the Ron and Fez show. Um, let's go to Derek. You're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Yeah. Hey, you remember a Coach was the university. He was a coach of uh, University of Minnesota, and then they changed it all up, and they had him coach the Orlando Breakers, an expansion NFL team. Now, what was the name Breakers? It was supposed to be for Waves? Yeah. There's no fucking Waves in Orlando. That's to be... That's the the middle of it. It's like having the Bakersfield surf. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and that was a one-year deal, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It didn't last much longer, if, if it did. Oh, uh, did he keep the same wife and he kept the same coaches? Yep, all he his... the daughter? Yep, all his Minnesota State coaches came to Orlando with him to be on his staff. The wife, of course, came. Oh, and then he got a new owner. Wasn't there, like, a sexy owner or something? Old sexy. Yeah. The Mona from Who's the Boss, the redheaded lady from Who's the Boss. Isn't it funny? No matter what she does, she's Who's the Boss to you. But to me, she's soap. Oh, yeah. I just consider her soap. And then anyone who's ever been on soap, I call them soap, no matter what they're up to. Uh, Tyler, you're on the Run Fest Show. How you doing, Ronnie? How you doing, Sassy? Good to hear from you, buddy. What can we do for you? Uh, you guys didn't mention uh, she, Lee, uh, dropping Shelly Long so she could go to uh, Troop Beverly Hills for Kirstie Alley on no. uh, Cheers. Yeah, that is like a, that's a whole different situation. We're used to people dropping out of shows and being replaced. We went to the Eastbound and Down because here is the entire setting, um, the friends, and even, yes, the country. Somehow these people are going to be speaking Spanish around him. Uh, Scott, you're on Fez. I just want to say, Fezzy's kind of like the Mrs. Garrett of the Ron and Fez show. It's like an older lady virgin. Well, he won't stay that way, will you, Fez? I don't plan on it, mm -hmm. despite the fact that I'm shunned from people. I just worry if your little body is ready for that kind of responsibility. You know, you're still growing. It feels like a big responsibility. It's a very big deal to me. Um, With the fears of... Performance anxiety. Told you I'd tell you Viagra. Well, I want you to know this, Fez. You're going to handle this the way you uh, handle everything else in your life. Poorly and with gigantic amounts of panic. It, that's how it's going to go. So just know that going into it. Uh, no matter what it was. If you and I left here and went to a cafeteria, you would have a moment of panic. And this... And I don't want to let it get in your kitchen at all. There's going to be a lot expected out of you. And you're going to have to be fantastic at it. All right, that just got in my kitchen. And I also worry about uh, aroma. Um, you and me both. Bez, Canada, you're on my face. Yeah, um, love you guys, buddy. Oh, um, all in the family. Love the show. But when Meathead and uh, the wife turn out a baby... Things kind of changed. It went downhill from there. Well, those things happened. And then, then he became Archie Bunker's place. Yeah, then it was all in the bar. Is that what they called it? Archie Bunker's place, yeah. It went from all in the family to all in the bar? Oh, no, Archie Bunker's place. Oh, I thought you were making like a little joke, all in the bar. You just, that was just off the top of your head. That I didn't even realize I had said. 
Think of it this way, Fez. It's the most intimate moment of your life, and the other person says to you, come on, you got to do better than that. I won't know what to do. Really? I'll run out of my own apartment if that happens. What makes you think it's going to take place there? I say it as a CD Motel 6. That's how I picture it. Uh, Kristen, you're on run a Fez. Uh, yeah, how about when um, Roseanne's family won the lottery and they moved to some fancy uh, house somewhere and they were all rich? And then didn't that turn out to be a dream, though? Something like that, but it was... Or just her story. Yeah, she They was... never even used that in the reruns. That whole season is lost to them. And I don't think they... Uh, I don't think they changed houses. I think they changed all the... Fur they stayed in the house and changed all the furniture. All right, here's a great story. This I'm watching ESPN yesterday, and they swear to this. Of course, uh, Minute Bull passed away over the weekend, Fez. And uh, they claim, ESPN said, that he came up with the phrase, my bad, because he did not understand English, and he meant to say, my mistake, and he would always say, my bad. Now, I would have sworn that that's the type of thing I would have heard before. That somebody would have said to me, oh, you know who came up with my bad? Minute. Uh, but this, they're just throwing it on him every single show. You would think that it would have, uh, you wouldn't wait till someone had died but to I tried to, that. I tried to go back in my head. It kind of was an 80s phrase. And I think that's where he came on. And I actually don't even like people who say my bad. Unless, of course, they're Africans and don't understand our language. Then I go, you adorable African. You don't even know what you're saying. I don't think I remember it until the movie Clueless. Something has to be in that box for you. Because I know you didn't see Clueless at the theater, did you? No. You saw it on TV. I must have watched it on TV. Yep. Then did you pretend you were one of the Clueless girls? Well, it's thinking, wow, that might have been fun. You know which one you remind me of? Which one? One bad in bed. They couldn't do it right, and everyone laughed at made fun of. That's way harsh. Is that from the show? That's from the movie. Mm -hmm. All I remember of, uh, um, from the movie is uh, he's such a Baldwin, which actually did make me laugh out loud. And I wish that would come back. And then it was like incest at the end with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is always doing incest, no matter what fucking movie he's in. Either that, or he's fucking pulling his shirt over his head, rocking out to a fucking bad song. Paul, Paul Rudd is loved in this country. Yeah, he's huge. Judd Apatow really put him over. Uh, but he's been around forever. Yeah. He's been around forever. And he still seems young. He still gets those, I don't quite know what I'm doing roles. He is almost the Mac guy. The same guy as the Mac. Those guys are probably up for the same fucking roles. He's very befuddled in his uh, whenever he's fucking acting. But charming and quick-witted as he's fucking up. And the cool guy, too. Yeah, he's cool and weird and says just the uh, the right things to people. Yeah, Tom Waits shirt in one of those movies. I was like, all right, Paul Rudd. Cool. Paul Rudd, got a nice shirt. Um, New York Magazine is doing a Paul Rudd uh, interview or a story. And I have it ready, at, but when it came in, I went like this. I put it there in the nightstand. I'll go like this. This will be great. I'll read the Paul Rudd story one night. And I did have like a really nice little fucking um, happy fucking feeling about myself. Uh, Pat, Florida, you're on the fence. 
Hey there, Ronnie B. You know, I've just been trying to run this through my head while you've been in such a good mood. Could it be that maybe he got laid last night? No, or else he would be telling us some tragic story of how he literally shit the bed. Uh, what happened in Fez? Uh, crazy Franny Nixon, our buddy, was in here today, who we haven't seen in years. And Fez, when he sees somebody from his past, suddenly wants them to be like, Hey, I haven't changed. Everything's great. Because she doesn't know this Fez. Wow. So she's like, Fez is doing great, huh? I'm, you know, walking around the elevator. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he is. He hasn't changed a bit except for that white beard. I go, yeah, he hasn't changed a bit. But, you know, why doesn't it ever dawn on you people are listening to the show? You ought to try to feel better for them, too. I try to think of that, and then so many times I get caught up in my own stupid head that I can't see past. So you need somebody sitting in front of you to make you act, and it's got to be someone new. Because I have the feeling if she came in here for two days, you'd just be like, all right, I'm back to it. We need a new person to stare at Fez every day. Oh, yeah. Back when we had the, the uh, bleachers, that was good, too, because we had different listeners coming in. Every right. Day. But this fucking place took the bleachers away. Yeah. And they frisk people to try to come in here. Let's just face it. That's all Rob. Rob does that. No one else does. We call it the Rob Initiative. I didn't know that. <laughs> Let me fucking know when, when they were calling somebody. Give me a manila envelope with that inside of it. And let me know they can't fall in, any, in anyone else's hands. It's flash paper. I only bookies use flash paper. The fact that you even fucking know what it is is an embarrassment. Um, no Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, what's going on, man? Yeah. Hey, uh, didn't didn't they change that character, uh, Great American, Greatest American Hero, after Reagan got shot? Because his name was Hinkley. I don't remember that. I know in the pilot, his name was Sirhan Sirhan. And they shot it, and they said, people love this show, but you have someone named Sirhan Sirhan. And the writer said, I don't know what you mean. He goes, that's the guy who shot uh, Bobby Kennedy in the Beverly Hills Hotel. And he goes, oh, I'm from back east. So I don't know anything about it. Back east is what they call us on the West Coast, Fez. We're back east. Now, down south, they say we're up north. We like to just say we're here, where the ball drops at America's crossroads. But they think we're up and to the back. Up and to the back. Um... Fez, I, when you were mad last week about Bernie Madoff being treated so good and being a rock star in prison, mm -hmm. I said to you, he still has the money. You're like, no, they took all his money away. I, anybody who could steal 30-some billion dollars has hidden at least a billion. Uh, now, uh, they are saying he's hiding as much as $9 billion that he's offering people in prison a chance for their relatives to get very rich by keeping a nice, sweet look on Bernie M. This guy's the fucking Joker. Bernie Madoff is the fucking Joker, and there's no way around it. But isn't he fucking up by this leaking out, or you think it's so well hidden? He doesn't, doesn't give a shit. Do uh -oh. uh, you think fucking guys like us could catch him? No. See, there's nothing else they can do to him. Tack on another 150 years. If I was him anyway, if I was in prison for 150 years when I was that old, 
I'd be just going like this. I can't wait till I'm dead. My favorite day is going to be the day that I died. I don't know. They said that they talked about the way he was living in prison and he saved some of his money for macaroni and cheese and diet colas. I'm like, why bother with the diet soda in prison? What are you trying to make the 150 years? No, I didn't. You're trying to last? That's what he likes, though. He likes a little Diet Coke for himself. He'd rather have a tab, but they don't make it anymore. Yeah. I hadn't heard this uh, minutia of fucking information, so I can't speak on it, Fez. But uh, uh, you're right. He should have himself a nice, frosty, corn syruped fucking Coke and hopes that he gets diabetes. Um, you said that, they, that your diabetes was all fucked up last night. Yeah, I spent extra time in the emergency room because they checked. Oh, it annoys me that you went to the emergency room. Get a doctor like a person. So they wanted to do some blood work because of my back to see if the uh, kidneys were damaged and my sugar was out of whack. So I had to take a big shot of insulin while I was there. And then they make you sit and wait and wait for the insulin to kick in. So they can check your blood sugar and make sure that it's good again. And then what happened, Grandma? Did they cut off one of your toes? No, and then it was fine. I went home. Mm. I was, uh, the story should always have a better ending than that. You need to find a way that you're fucking ending this like lost. You don't want everybody to go, I don't care. Have something big at the end. They broke the needle off in me. It's still in there. Feel it. That's how a story should end. Um, Jeremy London's wife. And forgive me for this. Uh, is mad because people are not believing her husband, Jeremy London. Jeremy London, uh, I guess he was a young TV star uh, about 10, 15 years ago. What was his show? Party of Five. It was a great show. They had a party. Only five people showed up. Fuck it. Let's make a TV show. So there's Jeremy London uh, last week, and he's driving around the desert. And his car gets a flat. And some guys on the street help him fix his flat tire. He does. Then they say, hey, Jeremy London, could you drive us into the city? It's very hot. We just fixed your flat. JL says, sure, bro. No problemo. Hop in. He, he does. They start to fucking pistol whip him. Uh, then they take out the crack pipe. And they said, hit on this base, bitch. Hit on this base. They made him go in a liquor store, buy liquor, hand it out to all their friends using his fucking American Express card and keep hitting the fucking crack. At a certain point, he ran away from them. They still had his car. He got to the police, told his story. But America is saying this is bullshit. I'm not buying it for a second. That these people went through the trouble. The flat tire thing, I don't even believe. That he needed help changing a flat tire. People have AAA, they have cell phones, you can call a wrecker at any moment. I don't Maybe he doesn't. I don't believe that Jeremy London was changing his own flat tire, even at the start of the story. Then, part of it was they went around handing out drugs in Palm Springs after he got kidnapped. Plenty of people there that he could have... Gangbangers. That he could have yelled something he, no, to. No, he was in a gangbang situation. They were G-bangers. I am not believing him for that. He went on a binge. He went out and partied with this guy. That's what the guy, the, one of the guys, uh, the so-called kidnappers got arrested. He goes, there was no kidnapping. We were partying together. 
But wouldn't that be the perfect fucking thing? You force the person to smoke crack with you? Didn't Denzel Washington even do that in a movie? Train day. Yeah, in training day. Smoke sherm. Yeah, he said to the fucking guy, here, smoke this pot. Guy was smoking sherm, and now he's going, you know, I'm the guy who touched you in the fucking cop brigade. This is going to show up unless you do some of the stuff for us. It's kind of an ingenious way of pulling off. And even the police have said this type of thing has happened before. So I don't know anything about Jeremy London. I don't know whether, you know, he's lying or not. But why leap to that fucking uh, decision? Isn't that much like when you're saying, oh, that woman wasn't raped. She Look at the way she dresses. She banged those fucking nine guys. It was okay. Jeremy London was asking for it. Yeah, that's what you're basically saying. He was asking for it. Which makes me wonder, is that the story that he's protecting? He took it in his thin white ass. I'm backing you up, Jeremy. Until proven otherwise. Because, uh, quite frankly, Fez, what does it matter? You got police on the case, right? Right. Have they accused him of lying? Uh, no. Then why would I? Why would I not think somebody has looked into this whole story and has actually arrested the so-called people who did this? Am I just to think that these cops are the dumbest people in the world? I mean, you would easily be able to take your scraping of the surface fucking theory that the guy was just partying. They had to look into that. They had to check to see if this was a bullshit story. Yeah, but if this guy is, uh, if this is not true, the story, this guy's going to jail for kidnapping. Well, you're acting like, again, uh, the police are going to believe him, the lawyers are going to believe him, and then a jury is going to believe him. He's got three different fucking places that you can do this. You got the cops, the DA, and then finally a jury. And so far, it's all moving along. And they're the people that looked at, at evidence. Your only evidence is you don't know how to change a tire. His what do you think, Hicks? Too. I, I think this guy got fucked with. I, think, I don't think. That's too crazy a fucking story. Well, here's the deal, too. I mean, he has had a prescription drug problem in the past yeah. that he's been treated for. So that kind of is a mark against him because people tend to not believe that. Whatever. He was in Mallrats. I believe him. Was he the one in Mallrats? Yeah, he was the one in Mallrats. Was his brother in Dazed and Confused? Yeah, he was Pink. His brother was Pink. I like Pink better than the fucking Mallrats guy. A little bit. Pink was my fucking guy. Pink Floyd. Yeah, he came off as kind of a pussy in Mallrats. Yeah, I thought so, too. Terrible idea to get married on. Where Pink was great because he wouldn't sign that paper. Hell yeah. He fucking rolled it up and threw it right back at the coach. Let's get high. And then later, he's ho- hooking up with all the different chicks at the keg party. Yeah, he's much better than him. Randall Pink Floyd. Keep on living. Uh, Fez, is the reason that you don't believe him is because he's a celebrity or because he's a white guy? I think probably more celebrity. So you don't believe people who've been in show business? No, they know how to act. They know how to perform. Jeremy London? Uh, yeah, no one's ever accused him of being an actor before. JJ, California. Hey, buddies. Hey, um, this sounds a lot like an episode of Six Feet Under, where the character David was uh, out and about, 
and a guy kidnapped him and made him smoke crack and do all kinds of wacky things. All right, so just hearing that, what side does your gut think you're going with? The, the accusers or the victim, the so-called victim? I, I think he's a liar. But here's the thing. I, you don't think those fucking gangbangers also watch Six Feet Under? They got HBO. Stolen pirated HBO. Uh, Jimmy, you're on my face. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, Fez, when you get your blood work back from the hospital on your kidneys, uh, are you going to be surprised if you find out you have AIDS? Well, that would be... Uh, I would actually be shocked. Then you could catch her from a toilet seat. <laughs> well, no, you couldn't, because, Fez, you won't use a public restroom. No. No, we'll not do it. got to be your own. It's got to be my own toilet. It's the only place I feel comfortable sitting on. Um, and even that takes a while in a new apartment. Now, the uh, Toy Story movie is the number one movie in America. Uh, Toy Story, the Holocaust, it's called. Uh, it's about to be eclipsed uh, by this uh, week's uh, vampire movie, uh, Twilight Eclipse. The children, and a lot of children like this, a lot of girls like this uh, show, because it makes them think of, of boys biting their necks, and it makes them excited. These kids are already sleeping out. Now, it's not 19-fucking-77 in Jaws. We have more theaters, and the rollouts are bigger. You'll be able to walk up that night and get into this. Or why not just Fandango the motherfucker and get your tickets? Because they want to be on TV. They want people to see them. Um... And this is going to be one hell of, of an episode, Fez. Because the young girl, I don't know her name right now. I'm going to guess Shauna. Uh, is it Kristen Stewart, right? She plays herself in the movie? Oh, I don't know the character's name. Shauna is the character. So Shauna, uh, she's in love with two people. Um, Derek the vampire and uh, Harry the werewolf. And, but in this one, she has to pick one of them before she's eclipsed. Eclipsed. Um, I haven't seen any of these. But I'm going to make a fucking guess. She's in a three-way. And she becomes a, a vamp wolf pyre. A vamp wolf pyre. Some kind of a wolf... That once a month turns into a blood-sucking vampire. That's the way they should go. That way you bring in the two teams. I guess Team Derek and Team Harry. And then you can prove that this kind of relationship can work, too. Which uh, kids are into. So it just gets a train run on her by a vampire and a werewolf? It's not a train. She's with them, but not at the same fucking time. Oh. She's with them on separate days. Do they ever go together at the same time and they're drinking but that uh, I don't think two makes a train I think you need three or more to be a bona fide train so uh, it's just like uh, and now band? kids are so fucking bisexual they don't even train they all just stay in there together sucking each other off while they're waiting for the chick you know it's true you hipster fucks weird cuddle parties <laughs> yes you know exactly what I'm talking about like, oh, there's no pussy here. There's a cock. 
Fez, <laughs> got something. I got something to keep me going. Uh, Fez, if you were Shauna, uh-huh. would you pick a vampire or a werewolf? I would go with the werewolf. I think the werewolf, you could probably, it's only once a month when the full moon comes up. So if you had to be with one, you're only be, he's only coming after you once a month. The vampire is just going to be there constantly well, and biting again. But, but they're in love with you. They're not, they're not trying to get you. They're on, these guys like her. They're on her side. They do the best to protect her. No matter what happens. Uh, these kids love these movies. They love a vampire in this day and age. But parents love it, too. Like, the parents of the kids who are going to these things are all fucking caught up in it, too. Use the real name. Mothers. Yeah, these the mothers, fucking yeah. cougars <laughs> go and watch these young boys as they touch themselves. Pretty disturbing. Mm. There's a woman who lives on my block. I'm not going to say her name. It's Sadie. And she says to me, she goes... I love these um, Twilight movies. She goes, I'm so engrossed in them. And I go, really? I go, what do you like about them? And she says, I go, watch the movie as I finger my ass and play with my clit. And I'm like, Sadie. Wow. Oh, that's more than I need. You know, we're both sitting there. We're holding fucking grocery bags. And you think you could do that with any film franchise, really? You're disgusting. That even fucking grossed me out. Now I know what you're doing when you're watching Batman. Um, John, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I, you know, I enjoyed that you talking about a werewolf and a vampire, you know, gangbanging this chick. Maybe that could be a, your next Snoots comic. Um, it looks like the Snoots thing is over. I can't get any oh, real interest on. there. None whatsoever? You got to go underground with it then. I don't like to go underground because there's not as much money. It's like a newsletter or something. Um... What I like to do is just um, get it from the top. In the system? Cool. Uh, let's go over here to the Dave in Virginia. You're in my fez. Hey, Ronnie. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Would a fezzy wolf howl then cry or cry and then howl? Mm. Uh, fez? I think I would cry afterwards. I would howl then cry. They're trying to pull you into this thing. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You're having a good day, right? Yeah, so you had, far. You had crazy Franny Nixon here. Uh-huh. You're enjoying some muscle relaxers. How right. many did you take this morning? I took one this morning. Why only one? Because that, that, that was what they said to do. Yeah, they tell you all kinds of fucking shit. That's why they make up that shit, because they know you're going to go further. Exactly. And why wouldn't they give you a whole fucking month's worth? Because they said to follow up with my doctor if it persists. Yeah, well, my doctor's out of town. I need you to come in with a full script, please. Never leave something with four. When you know it's as easy as them making an, a little three and a zero. How fucking hard is that? 30. One for every day, and I'll see you in two days. I'll let you know what happened. I'm fucking going down the street. My fucking pills fall out. They go in the gutter. I'm oh, chasing no. it. Yeah, it went down, so I need another 30. You fucking believe this, Doc? Oh, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck. You know what? I might not even be here next month, so let's make that two months. Let's fucking wrap that up with a quick two months, and then everybody's happy. And I can stop calling you 
And I'm sure, you know, it's already kind of feeling better, but it's awful. So I think it'll definitely be uh, taken care of uh, unless you want to give me three. Let's go quick 90 or 100. Make it even. I think yeah. 100's good. And that way I can, pff, my worries are over because I'm not sleeping. Um, Dave, you're on Running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I got a werewolf chick over a vampire because how's a vampire going to help contribute to the bills? She can't work a day job. It's like night shift to Taco Bell is not going to cut it. Well, Wolf's not a chick, it's a dude. I think they're also going to be fucking stealing stuff. That's what I'd be doing. If I had superpowers. Yeah, you can't stop them. You can fucking they can steal whatever they want. Yeah, take whatever you need. Just leave the rest. But never should have taken the very best. Do you remember what yesterday was, Fess? No, I don't remember what yesterday was. I am trying to think. I don't know if you are. I don't know if you are. American Idol's made a big move. They've dropped the eligibility down to 15 years old. Um, they said to themselves, Justin Bieber wouldn't have been able to do this show when he hit. 15 is fine. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to save the show. Just adding a few more pimples to it. Well, here's the deal. They're going to stop being a mass appeal show. Because that's just the way the world works. So where is their strongest fucking core audience? It's the little girls voting. Well, why would you make them sit through 27-year-old guys that just gross them out? Why wouldn't you go get them um, some 15-year-old boys? I think it's very fucking smart. I think it's the smartest thing. Because the show is really uh, over in terms of, you know... Everyone's going to be watching it. It's just, things can't go on forever. Yeah, usually, though, it's the older end of the spectrum that ends up winning these things. The closer to the 28 barrier than the 16 one. Yeah, so this doesn't hurt anything. If it gives the little girls somebody to vote for, how's it going to hurt anybody? Well, they might as well just open it up altogether. Just, it doesn't matter. If you're looking for an American Idol, let someone in their you know, 80s come in and sing a tune if they think they can. Betty White? Betty White. I'm surprised they didn't go the other way because of the Betty White hysteria going on. Uh, I understand that her new TV show did very well, too. Uh, I think it's called Fucked in Cleveland. And it's about three girls that get fucked in Cleveland. And then they become friends with Betty White. Yeah, it was like the biggest uh, debut for any original series on TV land. <laughs> well, well, who else did they have to combat there? Was there any others? Um, I think the Joan Rivers show was on there. I didn't know that. Which show? The uh, How'd You Get So Rich. I don't know why I didn't know that was TV land. I think that's TV land. And then they had, I think they had like some sort of high school reunion reality show. How'd that work out for him? Oh, drama. A lot of, lot of upset people. What about? Did they get voted off? I think they got voted off, and I think, you know, people had changed, and they were pretty upset about that. Did they form alliances? Oh, yeah. If I was on a reality show, I'd start forming alliances. Uh, I think that would be the uh, smart thing to do. All right, we're going to uh, take a break here. Back in just a few minutes, and Fez will attempt the push-up record. We're going to try to get him in the... Uh, Guinness Book of World Records, when we get back here, the push-up record, it's the Run and Fest Show. 
Sirius 197, XM202. The virus. Connect with Ron and Fez. 866-RON-0-FEZ. 866-766-0339. There's plenty new going on at 7-Eleven stores. Right now, you pick up that refreshing Big Gulp drink. You fill it with your favorite soda, tea, whatever's going on there. And you're going to get something special. You're going to walk out with a code for an exclusive online gift for your favorite online games like Mafia Wars, Farmville. I'm going to get uh, Chris's game. I'd love to get on that. Uh, by the way, speaking of, since they started this uh, Mafia Wars thing at 7-Eleven, uh-huh. someone got shot there. I guess that these online gamers, they go really crazy with it. But the fact that he was shot, Fez, uh-huh. not in real life. No. Just pretend mafia uh, shootings, but in cyberspace. Here's some of the stuff you can pick up. You get codes for a Mafia Wars Trio Diva vehicle where you can take on other mobs with that. Plus, So the, the mob has their own vehicles? Yeah. Yeah, special. Just like real life, huh? Yeah, it's just another extra for your mafia. For your what? Mafia. Also, they have the Farmville, Farmville Big Splash Pool, where you got cows swimming, and the Yoville Hamburger Stand. All these help up your game in these online games. Right, Mafia- wh- why does the Mafia need a hamburger stand? Oh, that's for a different game. That's for Yoville, where you're basically putting your own community together. Mm. So all these games available when you buy a Big Gulp from 7-Eleven. It's all... It's, um, it's all happening. The, these big gulps, do they come with straws? Yeah, you can get a big straw to go with your big gulp. All right, great. And a big cup. So mm. open to legal residents. I didn't think it was going to be a little cup. You'll never be able to put a big gulp in a small cup. Uh, open to legal residents of the U.S. and Canada, excluding Puerto Rico and Quebec. Now, my, uh, I have a friend of mine who's an illegal immigrant. Could they get a big gulp? They could get a big gulp. Hmm. All right. I thought it was just for the actual uh, citizens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, legal residents. I was thinking if they were in Puerto Rico, they could still get a big gulp, even though they couldn't get the code. Uh, well, they're not from Puerto Rico, Fess. So it must be 13 years or older to participate. Same as American Idol. Visit by... I'm annoying you. I'm going to leave. No. I'm getting on your nerves. Let's say it. Visit by... Oh, I'll talk to you when the, when the commercials are over. We'll get a new bit going. So visit so by... Fess. No, you're not annoying. I'm not too late. Visit buyearnplay.com for full terms and conditions. Void where prohibited while supplies last. Oh, thank heaven for 7-Eleven. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197, XM202. Can I kiss you? Scotty, I don't... Please, can I kiss you on the mouth? No! Please let me... I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to grab you like that or scare you or anything. Sorry. Do you want to kiss me? Scotty, no? No, I forget it. I'm just, I'm really drunk. Yeah, buddies, this is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hicks bringing us back with some strong rock uh, today. Chris Hicks, uh, I think, is going to be the new thing. Chris Hicks is the way to go. Instead of Chris Stanley, Pepper Hicks. He should be Chris Hicks from this point on. All right, I'll take it. Sure. It flows. Um, thank you, Fuzz. Good to have you there. Uh, wingman. Hicks, there's my wingman. He's back. He's muscle relaxed up. Fez is back. Let's just fucking admit it. Fez is back. 
He's uh, got crazy Freddie Nixon, whipped him back into shape, and he's feeling good about himself. Hey, uh, Paul, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, I was just listening to the Will Cow on uh, 166, and he was saying that uh, the New York State School Board is now making it not illegal, but they're going to penalize students for sexting now in the New York City School Board. Well, I don't think you were ever. I mean, as long as it's during school hours, I don't think that you're allowed to sit around and talk dirty or write each other dirty notes. No, they're going to get you in trouble even if it's outside of school time and, and school... Um... If it's outside of school uh, hours and you're not in school and you're still sexting, they're still going to fucking uh, get you in trouble for it. So this is the problem of of the thing of living in Facebook. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, the problem is that citizenship is going to be looked at by schools. So you don't really have your school time and fucking free time. Because anybody can see this stuff at any given time. You're not going to be able to get around it anymore. No. My generation, every generation after it's fucked. Because there's just Your so many generation was fuck. able to go strong with it. You were generation book. You used to call yourself. Yeah. The F-bookers. How long have you been uh, Facebooking? Jesus, I don't know. A couple of years. I don't go on that much. Half your life. Three years. Who are you on with? Oh, no, I talk to Dave sometimes. He's on there. Davey Mack. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine who said they're on Facebook, and they now are in touch with everyone they've ever known in their life. And they said that as if it was a positive. And uh, there's a friend of mine from the old neighborhood, and they're like, everybody's asking about you. I go, I don't drive staring in my rearview mirror. I'm fucking moving ahead. What do I got to fucking do? Go back and tell people, remember that time? Remember all that shit we used to do? Why would I want to be in that conversation? But you can post it on their wall. Like, hey, buddy. You remember changed. me? You changed, man. Seems like a nightmare. You ought to do it, though, Fez, because you're not talking with anybody now, right? No, I'm in no communities. Um, maybe you would be doing good sexting on an online community. Yeah, Fez, go to Facebook or daddyhunt.com or something. You want to go to Daddy Hunt? You'll have to be the daddy that's hunted, though. I could stand out there with a bullseye on me. No one's going to hunt. Here's some interesting uh, things. Big Mike Jackson, uh, and by the way, if you have, I believe it's the HBO, you can watch the Big Mike Jackson last concert. Um, and I think it's Big Mike Jackson, a salute to me and my story. Uh, his kids... Uh, he's got three kids, right? Yep. Uh, it's Nina, uh, Pinta, and Santa Maria are his three beautiful uh, children. They are all done with the homeschooling, and they're going to start going to uh, public school. And you're just thinking to yourself, maybe these kids will end up getting a regular life, or as regular as it could be. It'll be interesting. You know what? If they go to a, a school where there's uniforms... They're going to be all set for that. They've been dressing like little admirals and generals all their lives. So the uniform at, at, at the school will actually be dressing down for them. Mm. And show and tell is going to be great. Blanket can bring in a llama. Paris brings in uh, Liz Taylor. I think they're going to be very popular in school. Well, won't they be going to school with other probably stars' kids? Yeah. Um, so... 
I think when you live out there, everyone's just like, yeah, my dad's Jack Nicholson, so it's a pain in the ass. Those kids, those less than zero kids, nothing makes them happy anyway. Now, Hicks, on the other hand, uh, on his show and tell, his dad's works, and then brought in his probation officer. When Hicks said, when I grow up, I'd like to be my dad's probation officer. It's career day. Look, here's a used belt. Guess what this was used for? Not holding up pants. Tying it off. Tying it off, motherfuckers. Here's a burnt spoon. It was like you were fucking raised by Lou Reed's dealer. Hicks is the only person who knows what it's like to have Lou Reed knocking on the fucking window at 3 o'clock in the morning. The interesting thing with the Michael Jackson kids is now other kids will get to see them without the scarves and masks on. The Mardi Gras masks. They had the uh, Times Square bomber whose bomb failed to go off a few months ago in court yesterday pleading guilty to terrorism charges. Now, they showed on TV and in the newspaper, they kept showing the artist's rendering of this jerk in court. I really think that's a job that's going away. The artist in the courtroom. We all know what this guy looks like. We've all seen him. It's not like, the, it's, not like it's the Civil War where someone needed to sketch a photo of Lincoln. Well, you can't use uh, photos, right, in court. Right. Yeah, but it's still, it's, I think we understand. They always do that thing where there's all these faceless heads lined up behind. Yeah, but that's somebody's job. That's somebody's gig, and I'm, all, I'm never for getting rid of somebody's gig that they have for years. Like, we no longer need sketchy in here. It just seems really outdated. You know, so's the whole fucking concept. Why don't they just have fucking the pal talk jurors? They could also, what they could do at one point is just Photoshop. Get, go ahead and get this guy's head and uh, Photoshop it on a courtroom dramas uh, photo. And then that way what you could do is just say, oh, here he is in the courtroom. But not really. It's not really him. And all we're seeing is a cartoon version of uh, basically the defendant. So it's like, all right, here's what the Times Square bomber would look like if he was on The Simpsons. They might as well just color him in yellow and put that out there for us. It's just a cartoon. They ought to have, if they're going to go ahead and do that with the drawing, what they should do is just put a caption underneath it and make it into a funny single panel cartoon to go along with it. Times Square, more like Crime Square. So, you know, something along those lines. And you never see that per and with courtroom dramas, you never see that person in there anyway, where you would think that, all right, you see the jury, you have the judge, the bailiff, you have the stenographer who's sitting there typing away, doing little notes on the trial. And then you would think, look over, and there's someone with a big giant easel and a canvas, and they're just working away on the artist's rendering of the suspect in, in, uh, in the courtroom. And then, if you are the artist, the courtroom artist, it's got to be a little frustrating. You would really want to see that, uh, you would really want to say to the defendant, please, don't move. 
Please, I'm trying to capture you in this light. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And um, so uh, the confessed uh, killer, Jorn Vandersloot, who is suspected in the Natalie Holloway disappearance as well, of course, is that Peru murder. He says he's now receiving several marriage offers, uh, even while in jail in Peru. So what's happening there? Now, this I don't doubt for a second, but I think it's amazing how women will fall in love with a killer. Safe. We've talked about this on the show about 90 times, and we've even had a bunch of them in before. Uh, they get to have a pretend boyfriend. It's almost like having an Internet boyfriend that can't leave. And he's got, like, it's almost like the same way that the Twilight girls, like, they go to the movies because, oh, he's a vampire and there's something. They get to have this dangerous boyfriend who uh, never gets to come out. And it's perfect for them. They get to send them letters and chocolate and shit, but never really be an adult relationship. And it's almost like if a guy decided he was in love with the Statue of Liberty. All right, great, but you can't do anything fucking about it. Uh, Matt, Matt, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. I've been waiting for this day for years, Ronnie. Fez is back, baby. He's Fez back. is back. Take it to Don't say it. Fez is back. It's his day to shine. I'm loving it, Fez. Thank you. This is just like what Aerosmith said, loving an elevator. With me, it would have been panic in an elevator. Because that's one of your things, right? Elevators hate him. Um, Mike, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey there, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, uh, you checked to see if Fezzy had all his keys today? I'm not going to play those games with you today. Fez is back. You can't deal. But Fez is back in a big, big way. And there's uh, nothing you can do about it. Now... This guy, what's his name, Fez? Bad guy. Uh, Joran Vandersloot. Now, it has been, when you, when you look at this guy and you bring up his picture, if you'd like to, Fez, as I'm saying this, you can look at him and you can see uh, this is a guy not connected. And you have to be uh, able to read danger in the world. That's something that everybody, for some reason, the people that are the worst about it are women. Now, Hicks, if you walk into a room, could you tell the guy who might be trouble? I could tell. Yeah, I think I could. I get a sense from the person that maybe they're a little bit off. way they carry themselves, yeah. uh, maybe the look of their eye. Look at the fucking piss holes this guy has for eyes. Uh-huh. Piss holes. You'd have to say to yourself, this isn't an asshole I want to be talking to in a bar, whether you were a woman or a man. And even from like probably talking to him for a minute, you'll be able to tell, or just observing him fucking talk right. in a party or conversation, or whatever, that he's probably a little fucked in the head. He's way fucked in the head. It's not even a matter of little. You've got the uh, evidence on your side now. Uh, Fez, can you bring up, can you, if you're looking for something that looks like it's going to be danger, what do you look for first in a person? Um, actually, it's clothes. I think clothes will set me off first. Like if we're, like let's say we're inside and somebody's got on a jacket and a knit cap and you don't need it while you're indoors, to me that just seems like you're hiding something, whether it's an attack or what. What if, <laughs> whether it's an attack. What if they're chilly? 
Uh, obviously, it always comes down. People have a tendency to look at skin color, uh, and that's a prejudice, but people always look at it. You're also looking at tattoos, and there's also like two different kind of workout guys. You could tell the guy who works out because, you know, oh, it's healthy and all, and you could tell the guy who works out to fuck people up just in the way that they uh, carry themselves. Now, uh, but beyond that, and here's something, folks, I always want you to look at wherever you go. Four sides white. If you see the fucking eyes have white on right, left, top, and bottom, get the fuck out of that room because you're dealing with a lunatic. That's where the whole fucking bug-eyed phrase comes from because the person is so amped the fuck up that their eyes are bugging. The piercings will definitely set me off where I'm like, all right, if this person can endure pain of a piercing. Oh, come on, dude. I mean, the thing is, you, you're living in a hipster thing now, though. And it's the same with tats. Tats used to mean prison or an outlaw mentality. But piercings and tats are on fucking girls now. The neck tattoo, though, is still a little... If I see someone with a neck tattoo, I think they might be a little fucking off. A what? Neck tattoo? Yeah, neck tattoo. Or knuckle tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say this, Fez. Uh, you don't know him. You walk in the O&A show, right? Uh-huh. Who's the guy that you would think to yourself, we mm, got to watch this one? I would go with... I would think... Jimmy. Uh, Hicks, who would you pick? I think Opie. One of you is 100% right. And oddly, it's not the guy who, you know, the guy that you have to worry about, not the guys with the guns. But Opie would always be the guy I would fucking clock first if I came in. If I didn't know him. Opie carries himself more like a guy who's ready to say, what the fuck, than the other guys. And for having all his fucking guns is downright laid back. Always ready to go. <laughs> He's like fucking Jimmy Buffett with a bazooka. Jimmy's got the sh really short hair, which would always make me second look at somebody. Is that right? Well, yeah. you got your own little fucking problem with him anyway, right? Oh, sure. You're always yeah. saying that there's a that you feel like Jimmy's picking on you. Like, yeah, like there tends to be shots put out there, not in, you know, directly, uh -huh. but. And I always tell you, no, that's not happening. Yeah. So I never know. But yeah, Jimmy would make me nervous if I didn't know him. Well, now that you do know, know him, does he make you nervous? Uh, no, not so much. No. Even though you said the other stuff. Very odd. Um, let's go over here to uh, John. You're on Ron Fez. Then maybe you ought to send him a little apology card by saying uh, he takes shots, but also you know that he's kidding. Uh, John, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, me and my buddy were just down in Charleston, South Carolina last night, and we walked by this guy on the street. He had an AK-47 tattooed on his neck. I told my friend, I was like, we got to get the fuck out of here, man. This guy's dangerous. Uh, so it's a neck tattoo for you? Well, yeah, well, just not the neck tattoo. It was, it was an AK-47, too, man. I'm pretty sure it's some kind of, like, gang insignia shit going on. So uh, if anyone is in any kind of uh, um, group... Organized group, you got a problem with them. Uh, what about VFW? Would VFW be somebody you're, I'm watching out for those guys? Because there always used to be a thing if a guy said, 
Uh, oh, yeah, I was in Vietnam. Everyone would be like, oh, okay. All right. Everything's cool, right? Everything's cool. You're not there now, dude. Um, well, it really is. Um, here, here's a fucking cool story out of John Hopkins University. And I don't think it's uh, one that you're surprised about. But people are waiting longer and longer to get married, Fizz. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess it worked for me because I wasn't going to get married. But people were just, it would have worked out where it's like I could have waited longer before questions started being brought up. What age did you hit when you think they really start to lean on you about it? I think it's 30. I think once you're out of your 20s. Really? Yeah. That people are wondering, when are you going to settle down and get married? Now, see, I think when people get married at 30 now, you're like, uh-oh, uh, you're making a little bit of a mistake. Oh, yeah. That seems way too young to me, to get married at fucking 30. It seems almost crazy. Um, and you would actually uh, even say to people now, wait, you're only 40. Why don't you wait until the kids get a little older and then decide whether you guys want to get married? Well, look who it is. It's our buddy, Dr. Steve. Hey, Dr. Steve. Do we got you, pal? Dr. Steve apparently kidnapped, much like Jeremy London. You think he's smoking some bass right now? Forced to, yes. Because he wouldn't forced. do it on his own. I want a couple guys to force me to go out and enjoy myself later. Uh, wasn't it in 7-2 where they forced the guy to fuck somebody? Yeah, with the uh, hockey shorts with like a knife on it. So he's fucking a prostitute with a fucking knife. That was one whacked out fucking movie. I can't even watch 7 now without all, I have to have all the lights on. And the people go like, what are you watching with lights on? I go, I don't want fucking 7 to grab me. The worst was the guy he had fucking who uh, tied to a bed and he had made him um, basically, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Fuck that. That guy woke up and started fucking putting his stench powder everywhere. Oh. Um, here is uh, Lou in Jersey. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost 30. I've been dating a girl for six years. Uh, we're getting married finally next year. And uh, the reason is is because in this state of New Jersey, everything's so damn expensive. you got to stay home as long as you can to save up some money just to afford a place anymore. Well, how old are you living at home? I lo uh, still am right now, actually. I was unemployed for a while. So. How old are you? 29. Uh, 29, still at the house. So, you know, in the old days, uh, a guy, you know, 29 at his fucking house... With his folks, people would be fucking alarmed. Now it's not uncommon. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's not uncommon. And the only way Hicks's uh, parents could get rid of him is by dying. They had to finally just say, "I'm going to lay down here and die, and fucking finally have a little peace of myself," because that kid isn't going anywhere. Um, let's go over here to uh, Steve. You're on run a fez. Yeah, if uh, even if you're a racist, if the black guy gets on all well-dressed in Brooks Brothers' suit and gets on the plane, and then a white guy, a menacing-looking, unintelligent-looking, fatigue-wearing, scruffy white guy gets on, even if you're a racist, you're still going to look at the white guy because he looks less intelligent, he looks more desperate, uh, more likely to do something wrong. Well, it's really weird. Like, here in New York City... 
you can put up with any kind of homeless person screaming or yelling shit out. But as soon as, like, one of those Wall Street suit-wearing white guys starts to snap, you'll see everybody fucking scatter. Because when those guys start to flip out, they're killing everyone. It doesn't fucking dawn on the minorities to, I'm going to go back there and kill everybody who works there. I don't know why it doesn't. Normally, uh, any of the minorities will think, well, I'm going to shoot him and take his wallet. White people have a tendency to go, I'm going to shoot him, his family, their neighbors, and then cut all their heads up, make a giant crazy necklace, and run down the street naked. I don't know what it is about when white people snap, because normally white people are probably the calmest people on the planet. We have to be. We went to the moon. But uh, the other races, you never see them just losing it in the way that we lose it. When we tend, and you'll, that's why they actually came up with a, well, he was a calm man. He was a peaceful man. Uh, I was watching on the news last night. Guy, he's gone. They can't find him. Church going folk. Always helped his neighbor. Um, stabbed his wife 80 times. Now, I don't know whether you've ever sat there and tried to just make the stabbing motion into like even like a piece of meat. At 20 times, you're like, I have to get a fucking drink. I can't keep doing this. But when white people go off, that killing isn't even on their fucking mind anymore. They just go to the craziest place ever. So uh, my parents go to church, and when I go with them, I go like this. I'm sitting in the back, and they go, why? And I go, white people. I go, I don't like to have white people sitting behind me. I like to keep them in front of me so I can see that they're happy. Uh, because white people... Uh, Yes, we did come up with Rice Krispie Squares. That's ours. Mm. And you couldn't get any nicer and sweeter than that. But then we also uh, came up with uh, murder-suicide. No one knows why we invented both. Um, here is uh, Steve, Tennessee. You're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. How you doing, man? Yeah. It's got a uh, problem with the uh, white guys standing in groups, wearing their hats sideways like the black guys do. Like, we're sitting at the mall, you see a bunch of white guys standing there, uh-huh. trying to act black, and they got the white, they've got their hat turned sideways with the stickers and the and the tags still hanging down. Mm-hmm. That's kind of acting kind of like out of the race, I would think. I kind of walk away from them, dude. Well, here, here's the, the funny thing that you bring that up, though. Um, because for some reason it makes people crazy to see white kids uh, acting black. It just, they get nuts with it. But go back, look at the 70s. Bruce Springsteen, Jay Giles Band, these guys dressed like black pimps. Go back to the 50s, Elvis was acting like a black guy. Go back to the 30s and 40s, guys were wearing zoot suits because black guys did it. White guys have always copied fucking style off of black guys, but it only makes older white guys fucking upset. They get furious when they say it. Uh, but when they were younger, they were acting white. Of course, uh, most sports fans will now wear their clothes the same way basketball players or T.O. does. Here's Brian. You're on Running Fez. Hey, Ron. I love your show. It is um, really good. I feel like uh, a minority because I uh, got married when I was 23. I'm mm. 36 now. Today's our anniversary, so I figured I'd call in. And, um, you know, I feel like all I've been hearing for the last, like, 10 years is, 
they're too young to get married, too young to get married. Right. I mean, we, we just knew each other really, really, really well. So it was never an issue. It's never been an issue, and we're just not bored of each were you, other. Were you high school sweethearts? Uh, met freshman year of college at Rutgers. Okay, so you meet at Rutgers. You're married the year after you get out of school, and everything's one happy. And like now you're treated like a, a freak because you're 36. And I've been with just yeah, exactly. And you know, maybe you will, you know, read about me as the white guy who went crazy, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, um, Fez, when you hear about this, it now does seem unusual. It used to be, and we're not talking about that long ago. In the fifties, if you were twenty-three and you weren't married, uh, the guy was considered gay, and the woman was considered obese. That was the two different things that would be whispered about her. Or the nice word that they would use, plain. Uh, she's a plain woman. Maybe you know you didn't get married, but you can work at the library, shoving books away, and helping kids get on the bus. Is everybody here? Um, but now it is really weird. Uh, here is uh, Floyd in DC. Your manifest. I have a theory where uh, I always trust the urban hip hop much more than I do the white rural hip hop. Type of figures. You, you don't like the hick hop kids, as they call them. Yeah, they've got something to prove. Yeah. Um, I do like kids that grow up in Arkansas and then yell out, know what I'm saying. And not really. I don't understand you. Uh, Dave, North Carolina, you're in my face. Uh, you always got to look twice if you see a group of, you know, urban looking black guys and there's one white guy with them. Yeah. He's the crazy fucker. Yeah, that guy will fuck you up. There's no doubt about it. Because he probably, um, there's either two things. He's either such a badass, or he does, and so he doesn't have fear, or he's so goddamn crazy, and he doesn't know fear. And there's nothing worse than a uh, guy who, or, or scarier, than a guy who can get his ass beat and still stay at the same party. He doesn't leave. It's not a cool, you know, like, <laughs> fuck it. It happened. It happened. Let's not make a big deal out of it. That guy is to be fucking feared. Because some people, the pain thing just doesn't bother them. And they don't have, like, enough even respect for themselves that they have any fear. Because uh, you'll... Uh, You'll run into some of those white boys and they're like this. Oh, yeah, I got fucked in the ass in prison. And they tell it as if it's not that big a deal. And you're like, stay here. I'm going to act like I'm getting my coat and I'm going to jump out the window and run down the street. But stay here because I'm coming back. There's all kinds of great things. It's all going to work out great. Um, here's Chris in Boston. You're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Roddy B. Yeah, he was commenting on the black and white situation. Well, even in the 20s and the 30s, they used to wear blackface and get on stage and go, mammy, mammy, and do yeah. all that crazy shit. You know, and then it progressed to Elvis, just like you yeah. said. Yeah, at some point with the minstrel show, we have taken in our heads of, oh, they were making fun of blacks. No. They were acting like they were blacks. They were saying to themselves, the only really good singers are black singers, so I'm going to put this fucking shoe polish on my face and go out there and do it the right way. Um, what you didn't know is at the time, white kids were going to menstrual shows, putting fucking shoe on. They're like, yeah, check it out. I'm black, too. It's the same exact thing as some kid wearing Adidas today. There was no real difference with it. But then as time went by, black people went, oh, 
wait, I think we were being made fun of. I don't think they were. I think all those guys wanted the same thing that fucking Eminem wanted, was to be black. You know, uh, Eminem and uh, Jay-Z were in New York yesterday, and um, they were playing the Letterman show. And, Fez, remember we saw Paul McCartney? They were out on top of uh, the marquee there right. on the Letterman show, and Letterman put him out on top of them, and it was a great day. Uh, Fish had done it before. Audio Slave had done it before. And Jay-Z and, L and uh, Eminem said, we're doing the Letterman show, Hey, we would love to sing on the marquee. And the police said, no, uh, you can't do that. Um, and they said, why? And they go, well, your fans are going to show up. But everybody else had fans. Yeah, I know, but they're not your fans. So they took Jay-Z and put him on the roof uh, where he couldn't be seen by anybody. But I'm watching the news last night, and uh, the newscaster from the local Fox station was there, and a car came by, and Jay-Z was in it. It was on his way to Letterman. And she went running over, and Jay-Z, you're doing the show. And Jay-Z was like, yeah, we're going to be blowing it up. You're getting exclusive. It's going to be renegade. It's going to be happening. Everything's dropping. It's going well. And then you look down, and he was reading an article. He was reading an article. Uh, he was reading A Rolling Stone with Jay-Z on the cover. This is what fucking... <laughs> this is the funniest thing about the rap, guys. Jay-Z's real interest is Jay-Z. And he's like, I'm fucking reading this Jay-Z article. It's great. It's all about Jay-Z. And he's going to do Letterman. They're dropping Renegade. It's great. And he just he holds it up. He's like, reading, yeah, this is good. Make sure you get it. Oh, and I got some new soda coming out on the 14th. Uh, I don't know what it is about those guys. They can't make enough money. They're just, I got my new perfume coming out. Make sure you get some. Pretty sure he's on vodka. Yeah, he's got and vodka. Nice. Uh, and then, I guess because it's summer, he's got earplugs for the kids. So he goes, don't, Jay-Z's like, don't let the kids swim without their Jay-Z earplugs. And you're like, really? Um, let's, um, let's go to Justin in California. You're on my face. Ronnie, hey, you're, you're nuts on on this one. It's a crazy guys. I'm a, I'm a big guy, and I actually, uh, uh, box a little bit for fun. You show me another big guy. Hey, I'm I'm not afraid of whatever. Yeah. But you show me a little guy that's crazy. I'll give him a wide fucking pass. I don't need any part of that. Yeah, there there are certain little guys that just feel like I'm going to get even with the world for making me little, and they're fucking constantly ready. And again, you don't want the guy who keeps getting up off the floor to fucking hit you. You know, and that's what happens with some of these guys. They're like, yeah, I'm down to three teeth. I don't give a fuck. Let's do this. And you have to say to him, at a certain point, this fight has to be over. We just can't fight forever. I got other things to do. I got places to go. They're like little Ricky Hattons out there. Like a little Ricky Hatton who's actually a little fighter. Um, so that's perfect. Um, let's go to uh, Rich in San Diego. What's going on, Ronnie? Yeah. Um, the whole thing how you said about the white kids dressing like black people and it pisses everybody off, to be perfectly blunt... I think that the reason it pisses them off is because no, I think every black person would wake up and if they could, change and be white. I don't think any white person would ever want to be black. So it's like, why are you going backwards? Um, so you, uh, so you honestly think that black people get up in the morning? They go, I wish I was white. If they could change.
change? I honestly think they would. Why not? I mean, there are some certain racial things that they could take advantage of. If they were white, they could probably get a better job and stuff like that. But to go the opposite way is like, why? Like, why are you making yourself look like that? It's but, pretty obvious. But that, I don't think yeah, anyone so. gets up. I don't even think people have a good enough imagination to get up and but, do that. That's like women but, saying, well, men get more... Uh, benefits or they get an easier path than women would you want to be a man generally outside of shares kids I've never heard anybody say that before hey do me a favor check with the uh, put our little intern on the job she's on it yeah I, I'll be uh, let she'll let me know what's her name by the way Stephanie or new intern I like so far I've been calling her new intern because it seems to fit um here is uh, Stan in Florida. You're on a fez. Hey, guys. I'm a citrus farmer, and I was yeah, working out the groves real early in the morning one time, and a car rolled up on me out in the middle of nowhere, and it was a black couple. And so they wanted direction, so I walked right over to the car, and I looked yeah. in the back seat, and there was a white guy wearing a cowboy hat. And I knew right then I was screwed. So, uh, yeah, I ended up, uh, they just let me go, but they took my wallet and my keys. That's all I got. So you were robbed where? Out in the groves, out in the woods. Yeah. And uh, but I, it was cool until. Yeah, I, I mean, what are you doing walking around the groves? That's where I work. Oh. What but, do you do? You grow pot out there? <laughs> no oranges. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I was perfectly fine. I wasn't worried a bit. But when I saw the guy in the back seat wearing the cowboy hat, Caucasian. Yeah. I knew someone right. Well, yeah, uh, and plus, you'll never meet crazier white people than the ones that go to Florida. I don't know what it is. I think crazy people don't like the cold because they all end up going to Florida. And then, you know, they're just driving up to you. Need a ride? No. I fucking am not getting in that car. I mean, people don't even realize if you're in any like Florida beach town and you're having a drink. And there's like eight, ten guys at a bar. One of them is a serial killer. One of those fucking guys is a mass murderer. I was down Fort Lauderdale uh, on some shitty motel. All fucked up. All fucked up. Yeah. And some homeless <laughs> guy tried to fucking sell me some weed. And they started showing me all of his tats. And he had you pull up his arm. He had a giant 187 tattoo, which is the fucking... Right. The code for 187 on yeah. a motherfucking cop. And they started talking about all the people he's killed in Iraq. Like, right. It, it was scary And by Iraq, ever. he means Indiana. <laughs> One of the eye places. Was was he so tan that you could barely see his tattoo? It's the weirdest thing about Florida. Is like if there's eight guys, uh, one of them is a serial killer. Six of them have really good pot. Like too good a pot. Well, yeah, of course there's gonna be crankheads. They love crystal meth down there. Um, by by pot I did mean meth. Um, let's go to Troy in Missouri. You're in Fez. Oh, yeah. Hey, I think the guys that are always a problem are the guys on them sports bikes that don't wear any helmets or any kind of equipment or nothing. Just fly by you at 100 miles an hour in groups. Those yeah. guys can always be a problem. No, I uh, I grew up. Um, uh, there was a couple of different motorcycle clubs that would be based in our area. And I, I, I'll just, I won't say their names because I'm not a troublemaker. Let's just say it, it rhymed with the Hagens and the Borlocks, right? And 
there would be times you're like, yeah, we're all, you know, we just played softball. Let's go into this bar. And you go in and you go, not this bar. And then you just move it around because they would just take over. You know, it would be like crows had landed. And you thought to yourself, legally, am I allowed to be in this bar? Yes. But should I be in this bar? No. Just go to another fucking bar. And then sometimes they would be fighting with each other. And then you're like, you know what? We're going to have a house party tonight. That's what we're going to do. We're going to stay in for a while. Um, but yeah, some of those fucking guys, they just, they don't respect anything that they walk into. And they just think, I have every right to be here. And that is the last line that somebody who's just about to get their ass stomped fucking says. I have every right to be here. Um, let's go over here to uh, Ryan, you're in Memphis. Hello? Yeah, what do you got? I'm out of Atlanta, but I was going to touch up on the uh, the white dude running with the black dudes. Yeah. Besides being crazy badass, he's also got to be the one to talk to the cops. Yeah, but also talk dumb shit. I'm telling you right now. Well, you don't want this fucking guy talking for you. He's always the loudest in the group. That's the pro That's Other than skin color, that's one thing that'll point him out easily. I don't know. Some of the fucking craziest people I've ever seen in my life never said shit. Just fucking sat there. And you're like, I wonder if that guy's a deaf mute. I don't know, but he scares the fuck out of me. Um, let's go over here to, because uh, the guy who talks a lot or talks loud is trying to talk himself out of shit. You know what I mean? He might be threatening everybody, and you're like, but he's going, I'm going to throw this threat out here so everybody will believe me and let me go. A guy who doesn't say shit is the one to fucking worry about because he doesn't give a fuck whether you fight or not, doesn't matter one way or the other. Bill, you're on running Fez. Yeah, gentlemen, uh, to me, the scariest motherfuckers are the ones that live up in the woods, mm -hmm. and they don't walk around with their guns on them. They got them at home, and they're ready to fight, and uh, they're pretty sadistic when they hunt, too. They're the fucking crazy bastards up there in New Hampshire and Maine. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know what it is about woods people, but they are. They're fucking spooky as shit. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you go in the country... You will find those guys. And not as far out of town as you think. And they're up there. They got their own fucking thing going on. There's always a couple of fucking piece of shit cars that they've torn apart in the front yard. Bunch of them together. There's a lot of hand-painted signs out front, too. Like, what do they say? You know, like, stay out of here. You know, Stay out of here. Off the property, No misspelled, no trespassing. Where are you seeing this at? <laughs> stay out of here. You don't want any of those apples. They've got worms. Dorothy, go home. You'll see a big Dorothy, go home sign. Where are these places you're traveling to, Fez? I've seen them in Florida. Mm -hmm. What part? Uh, I saw them around the Daytona area. And they, they, they had signs that say, stay out of here. Well, basically, that's the general saying. Mm -hmm. of don't come around. Don't, don't come around here no more. Don't come to the door. Was it fucking Tom Petty's house? You don't come around here no more. Now I have like um, like a skull and crossbones, and I'll say poison underneath of it, but the P will be backwards. I hate those guys. I hate their asses. Uh, John in Jersey, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, I heard you talking about the... Uh the biker gang that rhymes with Hagen's, and uh, I work at a pretty, pretty well-established restaurant, 
And uh, we had a band come in for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, wrong crowd rolled in with them. And uh, our, our owner had to uh, throw the band out in hopes that the uh, the pagans followed him out. And uh, thankfully they did, but we had like at least 12 tables get up and leave just because they were in there. Uh, dude, are you acting like I never saw Bronx Tale? I already saw this fucking movie. Don't come here. With a, call him with a movie script, and yell, then we lock the doors and says, now's your can't leaves. I got fucking cable, too. Sean in North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, boys. Ron, which is more dangerous, the one black guy at the all-white party or the one white, white guy at the all-white party? Well, here's the, the danger there. The, the guy, the black guy at the all-white party, everybody wants to make friends with because there's nothing better in life than having a black friend. Uh, when I go out places... With black girl, it just fucking makes me feel t- fantastic about myself. I feel the most New Yorker. I'm like me and my black friend are like a table, please, table for two, and somewhere where people can see us. And Earl's great because he dresses all in black and doesn't talk, you know. And he just sits there. He's got a black sunglasses, a black suit, and if you don't know him, he looks frightening. Um, and then if he does talk, he'll go like this. I like everything about white people, and he just fucking ruins everything. Franklin works for that, too. They don't have two black friends. Uh, but also, you have to remember, the white guy at the all-black party, A, he's into his own fucking scene, they picked up respect, and B, he's got somebody watching him. Even though you don't know it, somebody's thinking, no, it's cool for you to be here. Um, here's uh, Joel in Brooklyn. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I was, uh, I was in the Marine Corps... Decent-sized guy, a little over 200 pounds. And mm-hmm. there was still always a few country boys that were just raised in the middle of nowhere. They were really scrawny, 160 pounds at most, and they could just pick you up and toss you around because they have that, like, uh, the old-school strength from just running around in the woods their entire uh, life. Yeah, uh, from being raped by their own dad for 30 years. They don't give a shit. And, that's and yeah, fighting bears. Yeah, and that's why just... Somebody just thinks to themselves, oh, I'm a badass. I'm going to go out and prove it. That's the most ridiculous thing you can do on the fucking planet Earth. Uh, Jimmy, in Georgia, you're on a fez. Yeah, Ronnie, you said uh, earlier about the woods and hill people. Uh, yeah. If anarchy and the government ever falls and anarchy comes around, those are going to be the best guys to be friends with because they always have you back and teach you how to survive. Mm. Well, when, when, when the anarchy comes down, as you guys pray for every day, Government's going to fall, you know. They always tell you that, you know. Electricity's just going to go out. But those guys will probably be running things. I agree with you 100%, Jimmy. And I also predict this. The written word will disappear. Um, and banjo music will just rain. Because um, I've been down. I, have fucking, I, I love a lot of those guys. I'll hang out with them. And I'll say to myself, I'll fucking have a little watch with me, and I'll go, I'm just going to just watch this, and I bet within uh, under a minute and 30 seconds, I'll hear the phrase, Charlie Daniels. And because it's never even like they, they like anyone new. It's just like, you know who's good? And I'm like, go ahead, bring it. Charlie Daniels. Um, and I met Charlie Daniels before. You ever meet him, Fez? He's just a little fat man in a giant hat. And uh, he said to me, he says, you know who I like? And I go, tell me. He goes, Charlie Daniels me that's my favorite person my favorite music is my music charlie daniels music um eight six six he is like jay-z see she's getting the callbacks 
Uh, and Fez went, Jay-Z, that was from a long time ago. What's the connection? What I'm trying to say this, Fez, is to be successful, you have to like yourself. Jay-Z likes himself. Uh-huh. So does Charlie Daniels. Um, and Charlie's doing real good right now. He's, uh, his uh, new album's called I'm As Wide As I Am Tall. And it's going to really be, I think, one of his betters. Um, here's uh, Pat in Florida. You're in Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Ted? Do you see him as a problem? Uh, no, because here's the thing about Ted Nugent. Uh, and I had him do my show in Florida, and he came in and slapped a pistol down on the fucking thing and c- couldn't have been happier to show everybody his handgun. But in all these years, you never hear him shooting anyone. The guy, you know, if you take some fucking crystal meth head who's, you know, living in the o- Ozarks, he gets a gun, he's going to shoot somebody within eight hours. Ted Nugent is all about gun safety and respecting others. All, you know, yeah, you're wearing buckskin, but you never hear about him shooting people. If I was an elk, I would find him scary. Fuzzy, I can't legally prove that you're not an elk. That's... I don't have antlers. Well, save that for the trial. Let's not let them catch on. But to actually... No hooves. What's that? No hooves. Your toenails have grown together. And that's a problem. If that's not a hope, he lets his toenails grow together. He says it keeps them warm. That's horrifying. To you, it's horrifying. He's from Florida. Are they all like that? I don't know. If I see those people in flip-flops, I'll go, oh, shit. A Jimmy Buffett concert's about to break out. By the way, uh, Jimmy Buffett, this is a fucking great story. Um... I don't know why or how he's doing this, but he's doing a concert uh, for the golf, Fez. I'm trying to find this story because there's going to be a bunch of them together. And uh, Jimmy Buffett, a few of his friends on the Alabama coast, he says he's doing this to show um, support for the golf region. Kenny Chesney is going to be with him, Zach Brown Band. Jesse Winchester. And as far as I can see, it's a free concert that they're not deciding on raising any money. Um, <laughs> it's just a party, man. I don't know whether you're supporting or getting in the way of the cleanup, Jimmy. <laughs> we thought we'd come down here and you use massive amount of power and have people shit outside. So anything I can do. Uh... And Jimmy Buffett actually also put out this. He says, I haven't had a mustache since, say, since 1983. Stop saying that I do. I don't know why people forget that he's shaved. I've, when I picture Jimmy Buffett, I picture the big mustache. When you picture Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, you pictured his penis. And that's something you can't say out loud. Why did, why did you grimace at that, Hicks? I don't like Jimmy Buffett. I don't want to think about his penis. You either. don't like Jimmy Buffett? Not a big Buffett fan. What don't you like about him? Wrote a song called Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah. Get it? Well, I guess that's why I should like him. Yeah. You, you go to Paradise, what do you want? Cheeseburger. Someone heard the word cheeseburger. Um, he's written another song that I love called Chicken Sandwich in the Poconos. He basically... He writes about sandwiches that you can experience while on vacation. (laughs) 
That qualifies an artist. Yeah. Fez just wrote me a note. It gets your fans. Uh, that just said, are you sure he doesn't have a mustache? Why didn't you just ask it out loud? I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> You're wearing a parrot head shirt today, Fez. This is just very relaxing. This is summertime. Jimmy Buffett doesn't get to own summer. No, that blogs the Beach Boys. All right, turn this song off. It's really disgusting. He has restaurants now, right? Yes. What are they called? Uh, Margaritaville. Mm. And I think also he tried a cheeseburger in Paradise restaurant. Oh, it's not the same? Yeah, I think it's too what, different. Call him up and tell him I got an idea here. Every Sunday he does a Jimmy Buffet. And just see if that wouldn't somehow work out for him. No? Not at all? I miss you today, Hicks. You're just over there and you just, just, oh, please turn this off. Makes me think of a pool bar. Sorry. He's still rocking those Margaritaville margarita makers. I saw one uh, on Because he doesn't have enough fucking money. <laughs> I don't think he does. And now he's like going to fuck up the Gulf for some reason? Well, his biggest problem is that there's $18 out there that hasn't been paid to him. And he needs to come up with some reason to get it in his pocket. Uh, we got to take a break here. Uh, when we come back, Fez is going to see if he can do 100 jumping jacks in 30 seconds. I think I'm ready. I think I'm going to get this. You're going to say it like that. I'm going to make you actually do it. That's one thing. If you, no. I'm not going to do that. I've got two stents. You have how many stents now, Fez? I have two stents. Have you named them? It's good that they have a friend. Stent one and stent two is basically what I call them. You're a creative guy. Stenty. Stenty more stew is what his heart is. Um, you got a lot of holes in your heart, though, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm. All right. He's got a what they call Swiss Swiss cheese heart, and the blood just runs in and out. You would think, yeah, the blood flowing through uh, that easily is a good thing. Well, it's no. a mud flap. No, it's, it's not a heart. It's a mud flap. Yeah, it's just going through leaks. Mm. You know, they got a new metal heart. You ought to get one of those for yourself. But in the meantime, they have to take out your old heart and then put the new one in. I'm just afraid the guy with the surgeon would get distracted. Like he gets a text or there's a goal in World Cup that he's watching you, in the operating room. You don't think and it's like, oh, we took the old heart out, we forgot to put the new one in. So you think the operating room looks exactly like the room that you're sitting in, where there's a lot of different TVs and people can get texts during the show. I'm sorry, I gotta take this. It's from Stacy. You're like, okay, that's great, but there's a heart on a table. Well, it would make you think, what's the emergency that the surgeon could get in the operating room other than holding someone's heart? That's emergency enough. Well, it doesn't make you think because you've made the whole story up. There's nothing for the rest of us to think. They're, they go fucking Twitter dark when they're in there. No one's going to be doing tweets while they're in the operating room. Um, Hold on, we got a little... Uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett uh, stuff. Kevin in Boston, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Hmm. Hey, a buddy of mine worked on uh, Jimmy Buffett's boat down in Florida, and uh, that cheap fuck gave him a bottle of Margaritaville tequila as a tip. Douchebag. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll just start and do bad stuff about Jimmy Buffett for the next five minutes. People who had bad run-ins with Jimmy Buffett over the years. All right, we're going to take a break here. Right back, Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus. Serious. XM. 
7-Eleven, right now, is the place you want to be. And it's where you can get your favorite uh, beverages in the Big Gulp. You can get your favorite snacks. And you can also get really cool gifts. You can get stuff for your favorite online game, Mafia Wars. It's very easy, too. All you have to do is go to 7-Eleven, look for the specially marked items on the grill, on the 7-Eleven grill, like the delicious Big Bite hot dog, the juicy chicken tenders, the awesome Go-Go Taquito, or the Radical Burrito Roller, and you walk away with something for Mafia Wars to play online that's going to make your online game playing even better. It's a code for exclusive online gifts, Mafia Wars Sleek Bulletproof Vest, and the Mafia Wars Pepper Shaker Weapon. The Bulletproof Vest, that's going to help you prepare for an upcoming attack, and while you're playing Mafia Wars, it's going to up your numbers as well. Then there's the Pepper Shaker, the exclusive automatic weapon that you get at 7-Eleven. You get the code there when you buy something from the grill. And it has an attack value of 31, defense value of 45. It's all about increasing your numbers with Mafia Wars, and 7-Eleven's going to help you do that. Only at 7-Eleven, you can get these gifts for a limited time. Oh, thank heaven, open to legal residents of the U.S., Canada, excluding Puerto Rico and Quebec, sorry. And you must be 13 years or older to participate. Visit buyearnplay.com. They're going to have the full terms and conditions there for you and void where prohibited and while supplies last at 7-Eleven stores. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197 XM202. In death, a member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name is Robert Paulson. 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 His name is Robert With the Ron and Fez show, live on a Tuesday, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You can also go to 202friends on Twitter.com. Fez, I'm just sitting here cheering, cheering for Diego. That's my guy out of everybody. Well, if Argentina pulls it off, he's going to run naked. Pulls off what, his underwear? No, uh, the World Cup. Oh, I have no a idea. A World Cup win. I just, just thought if someone pulls it off, he's going to run naked. I didn't know what the hell he was wearing. Through the streets of, uh, streets of Buenos Aires. The sweets, Fuzzy. It's a beautiful place, and he's going to run through the sweets. In California, they're working on an idea of a digital license plate. Mm -hmm. It's a regular plate when the car is moving, but when it comes to a stop, it shows an ad. Good, because when I'm at a red light, I get confused that I don't know what to buy. So I really need ads there. So an ad just for the person who's behind you, I guess. Now, if they're going to do this mm -hmm. and turn my car into a billboard, I would like a little piece of the action. Well, you will get that through, your, through state. They're going to pay the state for that. The state of California has zero money. They've got nothing. 
and it sounds like they've come down to the last tiniest place to try to stick an ad somewhere. Uh, what what they could do at that time is um, start selling Mexicans. That's the first thing that I, I said, what do we have a lot of? And I said, well, we got a lot of oranges and a lot of Mexicans. And maybe they could sell sp- Mexicans to states that don't have them. Although there's not a lot of states left that don't. Right, yeah. It's, I, I don't know, maybe more supply than demand at this point. Unless maybe they started putting digital ads on the Mexicans. Getting, so, it, back, get, getting it back to the digital ad thing. Yeah, so you don't they, want that to go away. Let, let me go back to the central part of this topic, digital ads. So when uh, the Mexican comes to a stop, you could read the ad for Starbucks or whatever. So it's also, it's very minority report, where the ads are just popping up, and it seems like they're actually, I mean, that's an ad just for you. Well, well do you think that science fiction, do you think that they, they go, let's come up with concepts that'll never happen? No, they, when you're a science fiction writer, you have to say to yourself, where is the world going, and then I can show people. And they've already got things that they're going to be individual ads because of your cell phone or whatever, that what's ever in your cell phone will be basically talking back and forth. And you'll be walking past the soda machine, and they'll be like, Fez Watley, I know you like Coca-Cola. We've got plenty of it here. And you'll be able to hear that coming out of the ad. It'll work on me. Well, you listen to whatever anyone tells you. Don't you? Yes. See, that's the problem. Once, I just like to hear you say no. No. Or I guess that's actually saying yes. no to saying no is saying yes. Yes. Right. So I would, but if you were like carrying around a sign for somebody, uh-huh. you would want to get paid if you were wearing like a well, sandwich board. If the, you know, the license plate doesn't belong to you, it belongs to the state. And the state is going to get the money, and that will make you savings and taxes. Okay. I don't know whether you just think I live in this state and I own all these trees around here and this is my highway. No, you got to fucking pay into that like everybody else. You are a citizen of that state, but then you all own these things as a group. Um, let's go over here to uh, John Buffalo. Hey, buddy. There's an advertising company over here that actually buys car real estate. Well, they'll purchase like the side of your car and slap a vinyl banner on it. But it's kind of surprising that even New York, when they tried forcing us to buy the brand new license plates, those uh, yellow and blue ones, mm-hmm. how come they haven't come up with this idea for adverts on the uh, on the plates a little bit sooner? It is about time, isn't it? I want constant advertising. I want people to be able to buy advertising on the inside of my eyelids, so that when I lay down at night, I get the. Fa- I was watching uh, because of the soccer Spanish television. And I think it was uh, Univision. And there was this giant party with beautiful models dancing around and handing each other McDonald's fries and hamburgers. And I'm like, they know they can't pull this shit off with us. you got to get fucking south of the border. Could you imagine if you had this party? Hey, guys, look who's here. I've got the McDonald's stuff. You'd be fucking laughed out. I I refuse to eat any McDonald's outside of a car. Well, if you're going in, it's just for a kid, for the ball pit. You're not allowed in there, are you? No, I'm not allowed. I got stuck in a tube once. 
You know about the new McDonald's sandwich, the McGangbang? See? It's, it's serious. What's it called? The McGangbang. Is it really? It's, um... It's like a secret menu. Some places have it, some don't. It's a double cheeseburger with McChicken in the middle of it. The McGangbang. It's called the McGangbang. Like the two cheeseburgers are gangbanging the McChicken. <laughs> You're fucking making this up. It's oh, not, not a McChicken, motherfucker. Yeah. How could that have that name? The McChicken. It's a dollar. <laughs> it's a dollar. Oh, dollar menu. Fuck yeah. What do you got on the dollar menu? That's always Sex's gimmick, wherever he goes. Yeah, three dollars. Get a meal for myself. Two um, nuggets. Here's six dollars. I want three of us to eat. All we want. Hell yeah. All right, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Brian, you're on the Run Fez show. How are you, pal? Hey, doing good. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Um, within a month or two, uh, you'll be able to go to the uh, BMW website and download uh, short little advertisements as ringtones. And if your phone rings. Uh, or every time your phone rings, BMW will pay you four cents because your ad will be playing on your cell phone. Well, what if I play my cell phone over the fucking air? How much they want to give me? <laughs> I guess well, I guess they would have again. to calculate four Make cents a deal with me. Person. I'll be ringtoning all day. The bosses will be like, you need to turn your fucking phone off. I'll be like, I'm making more money there than I am with you, prick. <laughs> that phone's going to ring constantly. Uh, yeah, because you... You can only direct market to people anymore. You can't do the big mass appeal market. You got to find out what makes every little niche count. Uh, Hex, you're telling us that there's a new trailer? Yeah, for the Green Hornet. That's finally coming. Have you out. watched it yet? Yeah, I watched it. Did you like it? Uh, not so much. We can give it. We can give a look here. Fez, were you worried about this Green Hornet? I was worried that it was going to be too silly. Mm. They went with Seth Rogen as the Green Hornet, and I worried about that. Seth Rogen was on my Unmasked show, so that makes me his biggest fan. That's how I pick people if I like them now. If they've done anything with us, I love them. If they haven't, I'm not a fan at all. all right, when is this movie coming out? I think later this year. All right, good. And then next year is Green Lantern. So there'll be a green superhero every six months from this point on. But we got nothing to watch this year, so I'm really hoping some of these things will be good. Who else is in this with him? The only oh um, the Jew Hunter. You just yell at Jew Hunter like that's yeah, fucking something hunter. people are allowed to say. It's a character from a movie. Yeah. So, All right, it right, looks great. This gives you a sense of fulfillment. Drink? I spend all night writing about the corruption of this town. And you do nothing. Today's top story, newspaper mogul James Reed was found dead, leaving his son in charge of his media empire. So that was his dad who died? You just gave that look? Yeah. That's stupid. I haven't done anything good my whole life. I'm not sure what I should do. Wanna see something cool? Whoa! You did that? What did you think of my father? Isn't this Iron Man, Batman? They're all the same, right? Think about this, Kato. You 
we've been completely wasting our potential. The city needs our help. We could be heroes. Here's what will make us different. We will pose as villains to get close to the bad guys. That way, no one will suspect we're really the good guys. I want you to take my hand. I want you to come with me on this adventure. I'll go with you, but I don't want to touch you. Okay, you don't have to take my hand, but will you come with me on this adventure? Okay. Yes. What are we calling? The Green Hornet. <laughs> Case. I'm a new secretary. Perfect. I want the head of the Green Hornet, and I want it tonight. You know who you are? You're a human Swiss Army knife. Just when you think it couldn't be any more cool things, a new thing comes out. What's this? Is it gas gun? A gas gun? How does it even work? Shit, I forgot it was a trailer. I thought it was a movie there for a while. <laughs> All right, Fez, you were worried that it was too silly. Uh-huh. Now you must feel ridiculous. Yeah, I feel very silly. It looks like they've combined old school with a comic book movie. Where let's do something really cool. It sounds like they're trying to pull off some sort of college con, not become, not avenge his father's death. Um... I think it looks better than The Godfather. So I'll just put that down. I'm writing my review today uh, and put down as Seth Rogen did an Unmasked and his newest movie is better than The Godfather. I'll send it out. Yeah. I like that Cato speaks broken English. Why wouldn't he? Uh, let's go to Lee, Indiana. You're on Run Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, one, one gets your opinion if you think this is too much or if it was a good thing. Uh, when you go to a new movie, a movie theater, before mm -hmm. the movie starts, they start advertisement. You think that's kind of asking for too much, or was it kind of a good thing? Instead of go, going to a movie and sitting there just listening to the music, now they show advertisement? Yeah. Well, this has been going on for like 10, 15 years, and no one's uh, had a problem with it, so they get away with it. If people would have really cared and said, I'm not going to put up with this, then they'd stop doing it. But people are just like, oh, God, another Coke commercial. Then they go like this. But I'm going to go get a Coke anyway. And plus you get the 20. I do like the 20 because it gives you some of the best behind-the-scenes look. And you're on the 20. Uh, speaking of movies, a new movie reviewer out there just taking the world by storm. Uh, the Today Show is on 15 hours a day now, Fez. It starts... Very early in the morning and ends late at night. And in the last hour, uh, uh, Kelly Ripa is doing one of the shows. And that's Kathy Lee. Whatever. I know it's Regis's friend. So Kelly Ripa's doing the Today Show. And she's doing a bang-up job, her and Hoda. And they take a look at what women care about and what... And you got to say to yourself, this, this Kelly Ripa is really good. Well, her son, Cody... Uh, became an intern, Cody Ripa, and now Cody is the movie reviewer of the Today Show at age 20. Oh, absolutely perfect. Wonder how he got the gig at all. His mom is Kelly Ripa. Mm -hmm. 
His mom. So she said, I'd like my son to be on this show. Because she noticed that her son happened to see a movie once in a while, so well, he, he gets the gig. He's taking movie courses in college. He's studying to be a film historian. So this is just ridiculous. I saw a little bit of this, mm -hmm. and it was so uncomfortable. Well, it's uncomfortable. Well, the Today Show's uncomfortable. When we come back, we'll tell you what bags people are carrying around. That's not a fucking TV show. How the hell is that a show? We'll show you how to have fun with margaritas. We already know. Drink them? Yeah, but you can stir them up and drink them and put a lot of ice in. So uh, I think Cody. Why is it uncomfortable for you? Well, it was the review. Uh, Cody was uh, reviewing Jonah Hex and talked about Megan Fox, mm -hmm. and he called her one of the sexiest women in the world. And, and she is. And Hoda started to ask more about the movie, and Kathy Lee says, uh, "No, I want to hear more about my son's fantasies." <gasps> so it's just it's just gross that the two of them are on there together. Well, they're not doing anything with each other. And I don't think a, a, a mother would not be interested in what her, who her kid's sexually attracted to. Here's the thing. It's not like he's taking somebody else's job. It's not like, oh, we put a job out. We want a kid to review. There, the job didn't exist, and they made up one for her kid. That's not exactly nepotism anymore. You just made up something for your kid. It's not like he's beating other people out for it. And the other thing is... There's only two jobs that this kid could get. Uh, a movie reviewer in his mother's shows. Or if there was a movie coming out based on the 1958 New York Giants and they needed a Frank Gifford character. He, that fucking kid makes me believe cloning is real. He is an exact, even his haircut is 1958. It's like he stepped out of a time machine. Now he's interning at the Today Show. Do the other interns get to go on and have their own segment on live TV? No. She made that up for her son. She's been talking about her son for 20 years. I hate that. It happened to me at the car lot when I was a kid and I worked there. You wanted to be a movie reviewer at a car lot and one of the Gifford boys got it. No, it was the sales manager. The summer had come and he put his kid in. All right, as, hold on. I'm almost asleep. Finish telling me about your past. And he put the kid in as my supervisor for the summer. Yeah, job didn't exist before. There was no supervisor position. And now this kid, who knows nothing about this car lot, is coming in and telling me what to do. Did you listen to him? No, I didn't listen to him. I did it my own way. Sounds like somebody was a bad employee. The other guy was basically a fake employee just due to nepotism. And didn't you used to drink and drive all the time with those cars? All right. You did. And didn't you used to come in people's cars when they weren't around? No, I did not. <coughs> Other than the drinking and driving, I was very professional about it. Look at Diego. He's, hey, he just gave me a thing back. <laughs> but this goes to show you could be high on coke and still manage a team all the way. I love that guy. He hasn't quit smiling through the entire cup. Well, you try being that high. Every once in a while, he just runs his fingers over his teeth. Oh, God. Everything's numb. Hicks, your team is out. France is done. Is it? It's official? Yeah, it's official. That's fucking depressing as fuck. That means you, any chance you have of winning our office pool. And by the way, since it is summer, uh, Hicks's nephew 
is Fez's boss no. for the summer. I'm not going to listen to him, Hicks. Yeah, Jim's coming in here. Don't worry. Did you remember what yesterday was? No, I still haven't figured it out. It was the anniversary of the biggest event in Run of Fez history. On June 21st? Yeah. No, I can't think. Three years ago. Where were we at June 21st? Three years ago. Is he just pretending, Hicks? No, that would be 07. Yeah. I hope he isn't. June 21st, I have no idea. 07. I want you to swear right now like you were on a... Swear on your parents' lives. I swear on your left fucking hand. I swear. You don't think I know that? I swear on my parents' lives. I don't know what happened June 21st, 2007. On your right hand, you have up. On your left hand, you have on your balls. Why are you doing that? Well, I'm just trying. That's I'm, disgusting. I'm keeping the ba- the wrong hand away f- from uh, from raising it. You're keeping the wrong hand away f- from raising it. Hicks, do me a favor. Get me a trunk dart. Put it in a gun, shoot Fez in the neck. All right. Three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, something that happened over the summer. No, on the day, yesterday. Yeah, well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to just get a feel for We June were at 21st. the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, now I know. All right, we had a wedding three years ago today. We didn't just have a wedding. It was Dave's wedding. Dave and Casey. And you did not uh, mention it yesterday. And you are normally the historian for the Ron Fez show. So Higgs brought it up to me today, and he goes like this. That fucker didn't bring it up on purpose. Well, I'll take it up with Hicks's nephew when he gets here. But, but I, I do think, by the way, if you go, oh, yeah, now, I think he knew the whole time. What do you think, Hicks? Yeah, he was pretending. Nope, could not remember it. That was I don't over believe the top you. O. Not until you said hard rock. One of the things about Fez, he's in a what's in it he's a what's in it for me kind of guy. How does this benefit me? Well you got found out today. When you did not remember that. Well, happy anniversary one day late. I don't know, do you celebrate the third? The first is a big deal. The fifth seems big. You celebrate every year. Yeah, the couple does. But, I mean, do you? it's not like you throw a party. All you had to do was remember. And no one asked you for a present. Uh, Josh, you're in Dallas, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. I was going to ask, how do you think about these uh, advertisements on the beginning of the DVDs where it hijacks your DVD player, you can't hit menu, you can't skip or fast forward? Or I hate that, too. Yeah, like a, the Blu-ray one, advertising the movie I already have yeah, and advertising Blu-rays on my Blu-ray player, and I can't skip it. To me, DVDs are old school. I want nothing to do with any hardware. I want things to come out of the air or whatever it needs to be into my TV, but I don't want to hold on to anything and plug it in. And they're doing it with Netflix, too, now. Like, if you, you get your movie online or whatever, all of a sudden, bam, commercial. Can't skip it. All right. My new thing is, then, I won't see any movie until it comes to TBS. So <laughs> I'm really excited. Uh, this Friday night is Sons of Katie Elder. And uh, hold on. There's probably three John Wayne fans just laughing their ass off going, 
How does he pull a title like that out of the air? When Fez can't even remember their best friend's anniversary that they threw an entire show for. Um, let's go over to uh, Jim, your man, Fez. I got to think Fezzy's lying. If he'd really forgotten something like this, he'd mm-hmm. be crying. That is true. The Fez, Watley, the Fez Watley that would have forgot would have said to himself, I've let everyone down. I feel terrible. But the passive-aggressive Fez Watley, the one who says to himself, I know this date. I'm not bringing it up. Why? Oh, I'll tell you why. To be hurtful. That's the Fez I'm looking at right now. Sinister, hurtful Fez. The one that members of some community think, let's put a wall up. We don't want to let him in. Oh, yeah. And then the only uh, uh, community that he's part of is the creeps. Squishy-footed creeps. And that's a community I don't want to be part of. Well, that's a community when they get together, they call you boss man. When I have dry feet. You can't get off the foot thing. That's the only thing that doesn't bother you. Um, here's uh, Bob, Ohio. You're on my Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, I think Fezzy sincerely forgot uh, about Dave, Dave's wedding. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, how you, you have a friend or somebody you just can't stand. You, when you meet up with them on the street, you forget their name. Yeah. It's kind of the way it was with Dave. It wasn't out of spite or anything. It's coming I off forgot. that way. It's coming off that way. I was in the emergency room yesterday. I wasn't going to remember stuff. During the show, you were in the emergency room? No, but afterwards. Your back feel, seems fine today. It's, it's a little tender, but it's much, much better thanks to the muscle relaxers. Let me just see something. Ah! He caught it. I threw a briefcase and he caught it. What are we breaking for, Hicks? It's almost the end of the show. Got some live, uh, one last live. Oh read Jesus though. Christ! Not another live read. Sorry. What are you fucking reading for? I'm going to be telling people exactly how to get uh, discounts at famous-smoke.com. Um, these are the folks that sent me free cigars. Uh huh. Yep. Love them. Love them. Let's do that commercial. Right back, Ron and Fez show. The Ron and Fez show. The virus on Sirius XM. It's famous-smoke.com. Very, ow, I got hit right in the head with that. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the live read. Yeah. And I don't see that on here. You're just supposed to start talking about their products. Right. Nothing else. You went off script. You're improving. Well, I didn't mean to. I got hit in the skull. Let's be professionals and take it from the top. All right. It's famous-smoke.com where you are going to get the very best discounted cigars there are. Because if you go to the cigar shops, all the taxes are getting laid on you. Here, you're going to save money at Famous-Smoke.com. How do they get around the taxes, though? That's what I don't understand. It's the magic of being online, not having a cigar store in Manhattan or some other place yeah. where all the state taxes are going to lump up on you. Where And a lot of these cigars, free delivery as well. All right, Fantastic here- deal. All right, so here's how you do it. You go out, you pick out a cigar. I'm going to pick out this one, the Rocky Patel Classic. All right, so I'm going to act like... Rocky Patel, I think, didn't you go to school with her? No, I didn't. It was... uh, I was thinking of Swati Patel. Swati Patel. So I'm ordering the Rocky Patels, so I've got my... Seriously, that sounds like an ice cream. 
So I, I loaded up in the cart, and then all of, all of a sudden, I'm ordering the Rocky Patels, which is a featured cigar on the front page of famous-smoke.com, and it automatically gives me an offer to buy the, the Rocky Patels, and then I get a sampler pack worth $60 for free. That's a hell of a deal. I can add that to my order, and I'm already saving over 30% off my initial cigar uh, order. From uh, so from not buying it at the cigar shop. All right. So how do you get there, Fez? So you go to famous-smoke.com. So I yeah, got my. I'm there. Now what do I do? I got my information in there. I'm picking my shipping address. Fez Watley, Sirius XM Avenue of the Americas. And then I just I I hit the order and it says promotional code. I type in the promotional code Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez, and then I get $10 off my order because it's already over $50. By the time you're done this deal, Fezzy, they're going to owe you money. Yeah. There's and, so many savings. And as you can see, I qualify for free shipping as well. How do you qualify for that? That's the uh, magic of famous-smoke.com. It's all magic with you. Just magic happens out there. Yeah, they're able There's to. There's no reasoning, Hicks. It's magic. They're able to do that. You know, I'm going to bring um, Tom Museum one day to talk about how they are going out of their way in this country to stamp out the small smoke shop people. And uh, they're just getting bum rolled over. So if you go out and just try to get cigars the way I, I grew up buying them, and by saying, grow up when I was three, I used to smoke a cigar. And I used to say to myself, oh, I got a lot of my mind. But... Um, now, thanks. So they're stomping out of this. Now, thanks to a deal like this, Fuzzy, you don't have to worry about the government anymore. You're saving all kinds of money. You're getting free shipping. You're going around the government. Or as like you called it in Florida growing up, government. So it's famous-smoke.com. Got a government job. Remember, the promo code is Ron and Fez. You put that in at the end of your order. Mm-hmm. And you pick up the savings, $10 off every order, over $50 at Famous-Smoke.com. You're listening to The Ron and Fez Show on The Virus, Series 197, XM202. So you're a freshman, right? Yeah. So tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks looking? <laughs> what, you gonna end up in jail sometime really soon? I know that. No, man. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. Show 866 Ron Zero Fez 866 Ron Zero Fez. Look, Diego is trying to get in the game again. He just wants to play. And you know, he's got that great gray suit, but he wears it every single time out. You know, you can't act like it's a uniform, Diego. You have to have a couple of different suits. It's like Borat. Borat. He is the kind of the bore out of soccer. Amanda Bynes, she was a child star from one of the Nickelodeon shows. 
She, Could you be a little more specific, please? She has decided to uh, retire at 24 years old. She no longer wants to be in acting. Well, if she was only on Nickelodeon, would any of us have heard of her before? I, she did a couple of movies, too, I believe. Mm. So I never saw her. I just wanted to prepare something here. It was a shock that she's hanging it up at such a young age. Something I call Amanda Bynes, We Hardly Knew Ye. Mm. Child and teen actor Amanda Bynes was kind enough to use the power of Twitter to let us know she is officially retiring from acting. Thank you, Amanda, for the courtesy, because I probably would have gone the next 10 or 20 years of not seeing you do any movies or television not to know if you are retired or not. You know, it's tough when the legends decide to call it quits. Sean Connery, Gene Hackman, they've hung it up, and now the girl from the film, she's the man. A film where Amanda plays a guy. Well, it's supposed to play a guy. She ended up looking more like a chubby hobbit and a cross between that and Tim Russert. But unfortunately, now we're all going to have to live with the fact that we will not get to see She's the Man too. Amanda was a child star, starring in shows for Nickelodeon. I'm not sure if she was Hannah Montana, iCarly, or Pete and Pete. That's what makes retirement so tough. We can't reflect back on your work if we can't remember any of it. Amanda, are you sure you were an actress? But since you decided to retire, we will thank you. And I guess that goes for other child stars that chose to walk away. Names like Tootie from The Facts of Life, Kimmy Gibbler from Full House, and the surly round girl from Family Ties. Unlike you, Amanda Bynes, they weren't kind enough to announce their retirements. We just had to find out the hard way by never seeing them again. Not you, Amanda Bynes. No, we hardly knew ye. All right, it was Fez Watley being mean to a child. Um, Bill, in Jersey, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Hi, buddy. That was the fantastic caddy moment. Great job. Is that what that was, a caddy moment? No, that wasn't a caddy moment. That was a hardly knew ye. So this is a, a new bit that you have that you're going to say when child stars retire. Yeah, when child stars uh, decide to call it quits, hang it up, I'll be ready with a hardly new ye. Mm. I don't know how many times I'm going to get to do it. I don't even know a lot of the child stars. Who is the biggest kid star out there today? Right now, it's the kid from Two and a Half Men. He's the highest paid kid on television. <laughs> What did I think? I'm the highest paid child on television. <laughs> I didn't know it went up that way. He makes more money than the Miley Cyrus? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that does. I don't even believe it. I thought the Miley Cyrus made billions, Hicks. Yeah, she has an empire. I mean, that kid's making good money on network TV as star of a hit show, but I think Miley Cyrus has like a whole bunch of shit. This kid doesn't have his own albums or fucking What underwear. kind of green is this kid pulling in? What kind of cash is he looking at? What's the dough? Um, I'm not sure. I want to say like maybe 500 grand an episode. 500 grand an episode? They could pay this kid 12 bucks an hour like any other kid. If he was making 12 bucks an hour, he'd be bragging to the guys at school. You're not going to fucking believe this. Getting 12 bucks an hour. Then you take the rest of that money, keep it for yourself. Um, Jake, South Dakota, you're on Run Fez. Hey, buddies, I just wanted to nominate Fezzy for Beanie Cub. He's been on fire today. Well, um, I would. I mean, today would have been an absolute Beanie Cub day for Fez, but you did forget uh, Dave and Casey's anniversary. And according to Hicks, on purpose. 
And right now, Hicks, you're not talking with Fez, you said? Is this no, something? I'm not even making eye contact. All right. You're not going to speak to me over this? I it's love David. I love. Oh. Who's the show's historian? That's me. Hmm. I'm supposed to remember these things. I usually do. I'm usually quite good at it. Yeah, that's why this seems like it was done on purpose. When's the last time you talked to Dave? Talked to him last night. I sent him an email when I sent back your emails to both of when you sent me the Kubrick versus uh, Scorsese. Oh, that was awesome, right? Which I loved. And then I wrote something back to both of you. I didn't hear back from either one of you. I think that was, that was the end of the conversation. No, you could have right on, right on, man, or something. <laughs> that, I always want to get at least a right on, man. All right. Um, but then as I'm sitting there looking at I'm going, man, I wish I had a Tarantino de- uh, versus the Coen brothers. There was. I decided to not even watch it. I saved it for today. Yeah, same guy did both of them. He's nice. This is how fucking pathetic my life is. I'm saving a video clip to watch when I get home later. You got that Paul Rudd interview, too. Fez, I don't want you going over my fucking personal life like this. It's starting to make me uncomfortable. Don't you still have cheese dip that you could make a whole nice little night out of it? Live your own fucking life there, alopecia. All right. Well, because... Don't need to go to skin disorders. But you brought up alopecia earlier in the show about yourself, so I don't like showing you. I can remember things from earlier in the program. And it's vitiligo. Um, we went... What did I call it? Alopecia. Ah. <laughs> uh, I saw Macy Gray today. And uh, she said to me... Uh, she pointed at Fez. She goes, I do not like that white man. He does not fit in our community. And then Bruce Flanch went, Ours either! He's back here today? Yeah. He was back doing everybody else's show. But Fez is... Of course. Uh, Joe, you're on Fez. Hello. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say Fez is having a great show. He should keep on taking his muscle relaxers. Plus, they'll help him stretch his asshole out. All right. You know what? That's nobody. (laughs) That's no one else's business. I don't even know if that's a muscle. Well, not by the time you're done with it, it won't be. Do you uh, have anybody in this game, Hicks? I guess I want Argentina to win since the other side of the bracket I have them going all the way. <laughs> I'm fucked. Well, you're not fucked if everybody else picked uh, France. That's how you could win this. Hopefully they did. I think I kind of have them. a hate for Greece, and I don't even know why. I do, because I live among them. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You live in Astoria. <laughs> I think I hate Greece for the way John Travolta was treated. During that movie when he's trying to like that girl and all the guys acted like, no, he shouldn't. And then they had chicks. They act like, oh, he shouldn't have a chick and then they all had one. Who are you pulling for, Fez? Um, Argentina. I've got them going much further in the bracket. I had Greece getting out of their group, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I think all of us did, though, so you don't have to worry about that. Some of these people that aren't going, like France... Everybody at least had him in the first bracket. I love the fact that they're all, they speak different languages, and then they argue with a ref who even speaks yet another language. There's no communication. Um, Mike, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I know uh, Chris Stanley hasn't gotten a while. How about we give the beanie cup to Chris Stanley? I would uh, give it to him based on one thing. 
He can do this without taking drugs. He can work clean. He's also not speaking to me. There's no reason he should. After you called him an ill-begotten son of a bitch. I won't be able to be, able to be at the presentation ceremony. Stop making such a big deal out of it. It's not real. It's just a fucking made-up prize. Well, that is it for us uh, today, folks. I'd just like to say a thank you to my very special guest, Cindy Lauper. And yes, Cindy, you can call me tonight. She actually said, can I call you? And I go, why? She goes, because I sound like a cartoon voice. And I go, isn't that sweet? No, don't call. And now I changed my mind. I'm telling her to call me. But and she said, what time? I said, time after time. Just like in the video. Cindy Lauper's new CD, Memphis Blues. That's available in stores now and Amazon.com. Go to CindyLopper.com to find out where she's appearing. Not only that, Fez, my C new CD, Memphis Blues. I'm taking home a free one. So thank you. We each have a new CD now. And I didn't have to work on it. And I'd like to thank Kristen Topich, Jerry McKeecock, and Tommy Tigelock, and eight other people whose names that you never heard before, but you're nodding like you did. And I'm going to be like, yeah, fucking guy's badass. It's unbelievable, Cindy. And I actually said this to her. Remember when you used to be called Madonna? And she goes, no, it was someone else. I go, all right, fine. Um, with tomorrow, it's going to be exciting. We have Michael Jackson coming in discussing Thriller. Return to Thriller. That is it for us. Go Argentina. And that's the end of Dubai show. Dong. Satellite